Do I even need to give a bio anymore? This is it. We're an, I'm having an existential crisis, which I'm probably <laughs> going to have to keep this in the podcast now. Because do I even need to introduce you when it's like the third time of you being here? I know my usual stick is, yo, how are you doing? Da, 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 da. Yeah. Hang on, do that if you want. I mean, it's totally, it's your, it's your fucking house, man. Let's fucking do your thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. This is what I was saying about earlier before we started recording about having a fucking crisis of identity within this fucking work that we do here on these podcasts. <laughs> uh, but yeah, all right, let's 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 power through. Let's fucking power through then. Um, we'll just roll into it and I'll just fucking read the intro and uh, yeah, we'll get this car crash on the road. <laughs> 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 fucking hell. Um, so yeah, folks, how you doing? Uh, welcome to episode 128 of the Simple Life Podcast. We have today a man joining our third timer club who is a Scottish author, illustrator and movie maker now. Uh, and the creator and the host of the Canaman TV podcast, as well as the Canaman comics. And as I said, the aforementioned new Canaman movie. Check out the merch. Um, yeah, it's available now in links below. Uh, we'll discuss how you'll be able to get access to that in the coming uh, hour, two hours, however long we manage to sit here and waffle on together. Um, but yeah, without further ado, here is Connor McLeod. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing very well, man. Thanks for having me on. You are very welcome. You are very welcome. Um, obviously joking around there because we've been chatting for about an hour. And as I was saying, <laughs> uh, before we start recording, it basically just felt like a, a little um therapy session there. You've you've really kind of lit a fire back under me, which I think our conversations always do. So hopefully we haven't used all of the good fuel for the fire. And uh yeah, we can have a good chat and record a good episode here, brother. Look forward to it, man. Let's see. Thanks for coming to the premiere as well. That's you know, it's a significant drive for you. But honestly, it was brilliant to have you there, man. Uh, my pleasure my pleasure man as i said always support you in what you do um i truly believe it's an art form to it to represent cannabis culture and to represent the ideals that it does i think is is ever more necessary in this world so a few hours up the road was nothing especially up a road as beautiful as the year 66 it's kind of cool actually because earlier on i was thinking that it was like the last conversation we had i should have checked when the last podcast was actually but i was talking about oh i'm making the movie and, da, 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 da. and it's like oh i've made the movie <laughs> it fucking it happened everybody that was funny yeah, man, I think the last episode was October 2022. Um, was it? Are you, we I'm, I'm pretty certain we've done one this year already, surely. No, no, it's October 22. And then, because it's uh, funny, because it was November 21 when I first had you on. So it's basically, we're going to check in now every year around November. <laughs> we'll get you back on. We'll see, we'll see what mo- movie number you're up to. Yeah. Uh, That's fucking bizarre, man. I really thought we already had one in this year. That's so bizarre. This year's Fuck, been... so when that, that, that would have been October last year. So I hadn't even, mm. like, at that stage... I had them, um, so I've done a, the audio diary, that'll be on the website as well. <clears throat> but so October 2022, I had, um, I was halfway through drawing the first scene, which was actually this the, the a scene in the middle of the film. So October 2022, I was halfway through drawing, um, so the movie's up online, so it, this is going to be filled with spoilers, by the way, everybody, apart for the end. So that, buy the fucking thing, canamantv.co.uk, and then you better chime back in. Um, so yeah, essentially, halfway through the origin scene, essentially, where Canaman and, and Donnie, he's telling Donnie what the fuck happened, like to where they, where, how, who they got to be, who they are. I was halfway through drawing that. So I hadn't even coloured anything. I probably would have done about maybe 30 images, maybe something like that, um, A4 sheets of paper, and that would have just been inked over, pencil. Aye, that's fucking mental, man. I genuinely thought I would already had one this year. That's insane. 
No, we, we, we were going to try and get one together, but uh, obviously I wanted to make sure, with Paris, I wanted to make sure that we timed it quite right here yeah. to get the, the, the maximum interest because it is well worth an hour of your time, folks, and whatever the price point is that you settled on uh, for people to access it and, again, to support small creators. And, uh, again, without too many sort of spoilers in it, I find it quite an emotional ride. Uh, it's it's a step up and that isn't to say that your other work is, is down in terms of the couch skits or whatever, but to see it in long format to really express out and hash out these characters and to get the love and disdain that is, is co-mingled together of Donnie <laughs> of Canaman is beautiful, man. And the end again, without any spoilers, there's a moment that will have you kind of like, Oh, that got me that, that, that got me. If I had a, a quintessential, <laughs> like Hollywood, tear jerker soundtrack on it man you'd have had everyone crying at the fucking yeah. premiere yeah um because everyone was you're so invested into it and like the absorb like i said the absorption of it um it's yeah it's definitely worth people's time um to check it out it's interesting you saying that man and i really appreciate that a lot man because that there that was um so the next i'll, I'll talk about that actually in a bit but um yeah that there what you're describing i was like this is the most important part of the whole film I need to make people have this feeling, right? And I think this is what's so this is what's so fucking quality about making a film. And that's right, because it was like ten and a half months, and um, from the first idea was September, and um, of, of like I need to do the storyboard. Um, it was actually my brother's dad that had said to me, um, he'd messaged me, he'd watched half a dozen of the episodes, and he messaged me, went, um, right, get the fucking movie made, and it was a joke, obviously. And I'm looking, at it, I kind of chuckled a bit, and I was thinking to myself, this is September last year, 2022, and I was thinking to myself, like, I'm gonna. I better get busy actually because this is going to take fucking ages and that's all I thought because I was thinking because my mind straight went from when he was like better get the movie made and I was like laughing I was like he's been watching episodes and then the next thought was like episodes times movie that kind of thing that was my kind of thought process um, and I was like wait a fucking minute that's going to take like this amount of time so I was like it takes a month if now I'm working it takes six weeks to make a, an episode um, so it's six weeks to make a fucking eight and ten minute episode kind of thing so then times that over a fucking like times 10, really, that's what my thought process was. Um, it will be for the next one. Like that it's one of the, it wasn't a, a criticism. It was a compliment, if anything, that one of the, the people in the, in the audience had said later on, he'd, he was like, uh, I'd said to him, I'm going to be making the Donnie movie. And he went, you need to make it longer. He says that when it got to like 55 minutes and it finished, and I was like, oh, fuck, because he wanted to watch more. And I was like, that's good that people, I'd, I would have rather wanted people watching more than like, it's that fine thing when, I know and a half in and they're like, mate, I would have been all right leaving at 45 minutes, you know? Yeah. Um, but no, that that thing you're describing, that emotional bit, that was like, that was fun. That was yeah. fun to do because I didn't, like, as you mentioned, the couch skits, that's what we said before we started recording. The couch skits are fun to do and it's and essentially it's a, it's a dopamine kick over the course of two days. That's what I do. Like, I'll be, oh, I got a wee boost for uploading something and it's like, hey, but what I've noticed is that that kick that I waited because I didn't do as much couch skits um, that fucking on the on the premiere, that was like <laughs> I couldn't sleep when I got home. I was fucking buzzing. Like there was the chemicals that were pumping through my fucking body, man. All natural. It was insane. Like it was insane. I didn't even have a smoke all day, right, on the premiere morning. Cause I was like, I want to experience this. I want to and it was so weird as hell. Cause from the first morning, I think it was like the premiere's on the Thursday, from the Sunday. For the Monday, really. The Sunday was still the same, but the Monday when I woke up, I was like, it was like a like like this is the week now. It was, <laughs> it was like that. It was fucking mental. It was really weird. It was that was a the whole process was like bizarre. It was really like experiential. That's what the whole fucking thing. Like that was the Monday. Tuesday was the same. Wednesday's like oh it's tomorrow. And then when I woke up on Thursday morning, 
Like, I just kind of lay in my bed for like, I don't know, 20 minutes or something like that. I was just kind of like sitting thinking, you know, because I was like, ever it took all that period of time, now this is that to, today's the day and blah, blah, blah. And it's just, it's, it's really, it's like a narcotic. That's what it's like. It's like the whole experience, the whole, the, the, from the moment of the conceptual idea of I'm going to do the movie and start making the movie, that's where the narcotic essentially begins. Because with every fucking time you finish doing a, a fucking sheet of paper, every time you finish doing a scene, your dopamine's peaked because you've just produced a craft. You've just produced an end task, that kind of thing. So then it goes down. If I do that over the course of the entire fucking 10 months and then add on the very end of the premiere day, which was just fucking hell, man. Couldn't give me a lift along to the premiere, man. I didn't stop speaking the whole time. Nothing different for this, obviously, but <laughs> mm. man, yeah, it's 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 interesting because obviously they know from studies that the anticipation of a thing um, lights up the brain in a, in a, in a certain way, and then the actual experience itself. So, did you feel kind of a a drop in the days afterwards, or was it kind of a sense of achievement, like a slow burn sort of sense of achievement afterwards? That's a that's a brilliant question, man. Actually, because for the first two days, annoyingly, and I, I'm uh, annoyingly, I was fucking working the next day. I was pish, man. Like I was like, like honestly, I was working the next two days, so Friday and the Saturday. And when I was there at work, I thought to myself, "This is shit." I was kind of like I was I, I'd taken a fucking. It's like I'd taken a really shallow drug, and then I'm at work. You know what mm. I mean? You're sitting like in church. So what the fuck is this? It's totally <laughs> the wrong context for the feeling I had. That's mm. what I felt like. What it should have been was me in the house um just feeling it just like just genuinely like like absorbing what happened one of the things i mean it was a, it was a benefit um going to work the next day because the, obviously the people there like obviously i was at my work essentially and the next day i got to see the response from the staff from what they'd heard because obviously I'm, i wasn't there in employment places whatsoever i'm so i'm not even acknowledging that what was happening like people that were front of house i didn't know what was like people with the staff i wasn't even apart from all right you know chatting and stuff um glad to be there all kind of shit but it wasn't until the next day and they were telling me what the the people that that were actually the staff and watching the film when they came down and they were like really complimentary and that was really nice to hear because they weren't saying it to me they were saying it to the other staff you know and i was like that's quality to hear that was really nice to hear you know that everybody enjoyed it um what I also heard, which was this was another quality thing that takes me onto the conversation of magic and and in the context of filmmaking and it's and how the 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 basis of actual like magic and with a K essentially not this the hat shit but the real <laughs> studied shit for back in the day that we used to get taught and stuff like that. That's what happened that night. And then what's cool about this is that the reason I know that's what happened, um, like magic happened, was I, <laughs> I had three groups of people who each had like between two and five people in it. So that's like fucking 15, 20 people, like almost, give or take. And that three, the three people that approached me, because I knew them personally and they brought friends with them. That over the course of the next week or two, maybe a bit more, uh, I probably maybe around about the next week or two, um, they each one of these people had said to me like, their entire night, was of that level of high. So the the, 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 the the reason why it connected to my mind was because they all went, the rest of your night we were buzzing. And it was that. It was like everybody was high later on in the night. And it was, and that's why I was like, that's fucking mental because that's what I felt. Obviously, I'm lying on my bed, mm. couldn't sleep, just fucking totally buzzing with the fucking positive chemicals, essentially, neurochemicals. But the reason why it's magical is because the basis of that is that I've instigated a, a neurochemical response and other fucking biological beings that they've carried on the rest of the night. And I've managed to instigate that as a consequence of producing a vision. 
Like I've visualized a thing and I've put in the little micro actions that's that's necessary to 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 cultivate and create this thing, and then you 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 display it to the public, and then the public get a, a, an emotional and and like neurochemical response as a consequence of this thing, and it, and it carries the rest of the night. That's fucking mental to the point where some other folk have said to me like that's what they're like looking forward to this Friday, um, obviously when it's up online, uh. They've said that they're like I, I would watch it again. And this was like two or three days later. Like, I would fucking watch that again, man. That was quality. And then they were talking about the like what was cool is that the difference of people talking about different parts that they enjoyed and what seemed to be relatively central was the soundtrack. Everybody was like, the soundtrack was quality, man. And that's, I put a lot of effort into making sure that it was because like music, that's the that's like music's like the emotional skeleton behind the film. That's what it's kind of like. Yeah, it's the in a lot of ways the applause sign for the audience. It's a, it's a it's a way to reaffirm and kind of help guide, I guess, your emotional response without it being too manipulative, which is kind of what I was alluding to before with that Hollywood tearjerker comment. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was and it again kind it of felt authentic. And I think the part of what you built there, um, in that space by producing the movie by the serendipitous nature of you being able to produce the premiere in the place that you did and in the way that you did, um. <laughs> I think you give people hope. You showed people that you, through a vision, through hard work and through dedication, were able to, as we've just discussed there, in in space of about a year or so, um, conceive of, produce and release this vision. And I think it's a, it's a reminder of hope. And I think that is a, is a powerful drug. I can't remember which civil rights activist described hope as like the ultimate narcotic. Um, but I, I think that that's kind of what you did there for people in this space. Everyone in that room, everyone that attended that evening were like-minded individuals, as I think you said uh, when we spoke of it, one of the uh, ladies on reception quipped that everyone they've served a ticket to smell of weed. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and, and so I think it's that collectiveness in the same way, like a, a church does or a DJ set or a festival, it's... People get to step outside of the normal rules, and especially with cannabis, when we carry such a burden as we were just discussing in my therapy session before we start recording, <laughs> um, the, the the burden that we carry as consumers, you know, the fear of the blue light, the fear if we are cultivators of what that can do long term to sort of mental health, you know, what mm. what overconsumption, underconsumption, misconsumption can 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 do to an individual, you know, uh, especially as again we dis- described. Uh, before we were speaking like a uh, unconscious consumption yeah. like just that passive consumption rather than questioning the the desire and the impulse do i want this do i need this right now is it going to be beneficial and kind of having that conversation with yourself and so yeah i think he that's a powerful thing as you said um it, it is a form of i guess in the old parlance alchemy you're yeah, t- t- you, you are taking things together again. I learned from my podcast. I do listen to you when we sit and have these conversations. <laughs> I will link uh, previous episodes below, folks, so yeah. you can understand the philosophy of some of the depth of, of the philosophy. Sorry, of the conversations that we've had previously. Um, but yeah, I think it is. You you are you are manifesting something, and again, that is an action that others see that and they're inspired by it. It is the the nineties fucking cliched. Um, sports movie everything from cool runnings to like fucking space jam why are those the two <laughs> examples that are in my brain but you know what i mean the, the overcoming the, the 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 hero's journey as we discussed the alice uh and they say alistair campbell there that's giving a hell of a lot of benefit to a former tory fucking peer <laughs> what am i trying to mean here 
uh joseph campbell and the hero's journey i think again we we recognize that archetypal story and where people can then feel connected to that they feel inspired by it and again they're seeing a cannabis creator as is i suppose in the loosest term, not in a loose term in this this means to describe yourself as mm-hmm. having that success and being welcomed by that system that in every other moment is so oppressive to them mm-hmm. that yeah i will agree is is magic whether you want to spell it with a c or a k <laughs> the thing is on the definitely and it's good that you see that uh angle as well you know every perspective is as is, is important as the next man and uh it was just it was because I, I remember you saying that on the evening when you were like oh this is quality what this is a really nice venue man this is fucking mainstream shit this is well done and i didn't even think about that <laughs> i didn't even it didn't even pop in my mind man i was just so focused on on the content on what is the response for the content and it's it's quite interesting to kind of like unconsciously fucking create that kind of impression as well like that's just yeah. sheer fortune like i'm extremely grateful that, that that was something that was 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 a response was like a a like a consequence of creating the movie that that's that was also something that happened that's fucking dynamite man you know i won't even take any credit for that because that wasn't an intention whatsoever i'm just grateful that i was the example that managed to do it you know what i mean yeah 100% 100% i think that's um it's going to reference somebody that no one has kind of heard from from for in a while is going to cause several comments of where is he i don't know i don't know i did actually get a story liked off him like two three months ago uh but i think some of the came up in outlaws podcast uh which was this thing of an, an activist ultimately should be someone who acts in a way is to create a world that they want to see that isn't by force that that's not authoritarianism or fascism it is simply you walking through the woods you pick that letter up if you want to see less litter you, do you know what i mean you firstly obviously you don't fucking litter but that should be a given but then if you see that shit pick it up you know act in that responsible way that you can you know humbly consciously um uh kind of understand your actions to to how they want to manifest not just unconsciously act upon it well i thought to do it that's manifest destiny john locke shit and we've seen what that's done to the world mm-hmm. so fuck that but in terms of you know conscious sovereignty and acting upon and in um in a way that you find is morally correct for for oneself, you know. Yeah, no, I totally agree, man. And that's essentially what I mean. Looking at the t-shirt as well, like that's the essence of essentially anything that's phenomenal, man. I really appreciate you wearing yeah, that. Like. It's such a good <laughs> man. I need to actually set up the merch store on the website, and um, that's oh, something I, I do need to do. Um, oh, definitely, you've got some uh, some some really good some really hey, good. Yes, I'm the same. Cheers, bro. Yeah, I've actually <laughs> just realized I still owe Gary Yates a tenner for this mug. Gary, if you, you're out there, I, I've just remembered I will send you a fucking tenner <laughs> of a actually, Because at the very end, obviously, I was really busy, everybody with their fucking stuff and that kind of shit. And I was like, uh, so at the very end, I actually said to Gary Watson, I was like, here, man, go because we'd went for a photo. And I was like, here, go and get simple. And you ran outside, but you already left. I was like, fuck, man. Mm. I was literally just to get it would have been a good photo, obviously. But inevitably, mm. like, let's say, we'll have to do it for the next one. That's like the next one uh, is going to be the Donny movie. And that's that's going to be Christmas, a Christmas release, I think, pretty close to Christmas. <laughs> That'll be a fucking peach. That'd um, be yeah. Awesome. I think next so, time I'll, I'll try and make uh, arrangements to, to stay, stay in the area. I think I ended up. I, I, I'm speaking to a group of people and having a smoke and I went back to go grab something from my car uh, and then kind of turned around and people had disappeared and then I walked around the front and I, I just kind of was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to take this opportunity to not have to spend the awkward half an hour for all I do love saying goodbye to people, just that. Yeah. I don't know, I get a bit overwhelmed with having to do the individual goodbyes to like yeah. dozens of people. Um, so it was kind of my brain grabbed the opportunity, but like, 
I'd hate pacing up guys. <laughs> yeah, no, it was busy, man. There was a lot of fucking a lot of energy in the room. Um, and it's funny that as well, because one of the things that was a learning experience for me, never done it before. Um, one of the things, as I said at the beginning of the conversation, I think before we started recording, actually, was about that social, like um developing the social technique in alignment with your craft. So obviously, as your craft um, develops and progresses, inevitably, as long as it becomes successful in some form, it'll it'll incur some form of social response. In this case, loads of people showed up to the to the premiere. That's something I've not experienced before. Like I've never experienced such a huge amount of people there that's like actively trying to talk to me. That's something that I was like, "What the fuck?" And that's something that at the beginning, I was literally like, "Right," because obviously I'm I'm learning all of this. Like this is like total learning. This is like um, what's it? This is the apprenticeship stage. That's what this is. And uh, so I'm trying to absorb as much information whilst not making as many fucking mistakes. And one of the things was like, oh, I can't be rude to anybody in the concert. I cool, man, two minutes. And like everybody has to be aware that I'm grateful that they're all here. And that was something that I was trying to be conscious of. But there was a weird moment where as I was driving along, obviously in the car, got out of the motor, I started to feel more excited. And as I started walking in the building, I was like, right. And I started to really feel like, right, fucking like super excited. Um, and then it was weird, man, because then it kind of like plateaued. I walked in and one of the lasses behind the the, <laughs> the the box office shouted over to me, she went, um, oh, look, it's the man of the hour. That didn't fucking help. Literally nailed, like, ah, oh, fuck, that's pressure, man. Walked through, I was like, all right, just got chatting and stuff like that. But it was a weird thing. The moment I put the merch down on the table, I started to feel like, like what would up until that point it was I would have described it as excitement. Like I felt energized upward. The moment I put the merch on the table, I felt nervous. Like immediately. And it was a really weird, like boom moment of fuck. Like that that changed from I'm buzzing to fuck's sake. There's it was like a weird thing. And it was fleeting as fuck. Cause a moment as soon as it happened, I was like, nah man. It was like this battle inside my head of like, nah man, this is fucking there's a weird, like, do you know Bill Bird the comedian? Mm -hmm. like, he's got he's got this fucking sketch and it, there's a this is what pops through my mind with these kind of things happen but it was like um he's talking about the, his dog and how his, his dog's fucking um he's been priming his dog unintentionally to to want to bite people just because he's bill burr's relatively aggressive shouts bah, 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 bah. so his dog's been like yeah fucking hell fucking hell so he didn't know <laughs> so every time he's walking with his dog down the fucking the wee um the tunnel bit to go take it for a walk he described his dog in the in the game zone and he described it as like this is what we play for <laughs> that's genuinely right that's what i felt when i was standing at the table i got super nervous just for a second i was like what the fuck and then i started because like it was like considering all the factors that there's like people showing up and people are going to try and buy this shit it's the very first time that i had publicly represented myself as the Kahneman brand I think that's what it was I'd never represented myself in public as the Kahneman brand right and I think that moment was the moment of me realizing that and it was immediately shot to the side of me going nah man this is what you play for what the fuck and it just boom and that's what it was Bill Burr going this is what we play for that's what passed my mind so I felt nervous that sentence fucking passed my mind and it just went back to being excited again I was like yeah man shit hot this is game time let's do this you know and it was that was it was interesting because the, I think what helped me know, what helped me do that was partly just excitement because I'd finished the film in fucking August. Nobody had seen it. So I'd been sitting on this thing for 10 months with nobody and it's like, fucking hell, let's get this fucking scene. But the other part was that I'm aware of the neurochemistry behind anxiety and it's the same neurochemical formula that's, pre that's present when you're excited. And the only difference between that, the interpretation, if you feel anxious or excited, is your interpretation of the circumstance. And that's when my mind, I just kept telling myself, this is fun. This is really fun. This is super fun. And I just only felt it as fun. And that, in that one moment, it kind of fucking like, this is worrying, blah, blah, blah. And I was, nah, man, this is fucking game time. Boom. And it's back to being, this is fun. 
You know what I mean? And I think it's something that we can all use because that's the first time I've ever had to utilize something that I've learned online, <laughs> like a fucking mm. tool, a neurochemical fucking hack, essentially. I'd never had to experience, like, you're not going to feel anxious at the shop. You know, if you are, then there's something else going on in your life. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. yeah, that's essentially, that's how it was interesting. Yeah, man. No, I can entirely empathize with that, uh, that position and that sort of experience of it. It's something I kind of got quite used to quite, it took me quite a long time but then it was just a moment where i realized it didn't happen anymore mm-hmm. but then it would happen in quiet and that's the problem that i have is the internalized critique when i'm sat in this little box as soon as i'm outside of it and actually speaking and responsive to another person i'm sweet mm-hmm. but i think as i alluded to in my outtake of last week's fucking video in between the credits um as soon as i lose the guest i'm i'm shit i know i've got to wind down the podcast do my little thing but then I start to fuck it up because it's almost like I can. Do, do you know what I mean? So when I'm sat here, I can be so critical and I have like 20 lines of thought. I mean, shit, if you look at my desktop half the time, there's fucking 60 windows open. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? My phone has just been infinite for forever. I've just all saved that news article for later so I can use it. Rep- you know what I mean? It's just, that's a good representation of my brain most fucking days. But as soon as I'm then put in a position of like speak, it's like, oh, did it perform? Oh, this is easy. And it's like, I could go to sleep in my brain at the back of it's just, I'm, I'm here, I'm present. Mm. As soon as the show stops and I have to go back to the dressing room, as it were, that's where my mental health really fucking struggles with it. Do, do you know what I mean? But it, then every that's now and then you'll get the anxiety leading up. But as soon as the camera goes and you're like, oh, cool. Yo, how's it going? Yeah. I think actually the reason why that's where you, you say that's where anxiety goes off is when you get back home. I think the reason why is because you've not identified writing as an, an your actual craft, right? Because that's what happens is that the moment you stop performing, right? The performance is kind of like um, the sporting event after you've spent months in the gym. Right, mm-hmm. the performance doesn't mean anything. The performance is a, is a, is like a, as an example of the stage that you're at. It doesn't mean like that's the way I see it. So it's like the, the, the where are the, the, the place that is most important, where all this stuff lives, is in the craft. Is at the beginning when you're, when you're in private, when you're just fucking Marquis drawing. But in your case, if it's writing, then if you, if you, because it will get to the point where the, the whole performance thing is actually an inconvenience. Like by the time the thing's made, you're like, ah, very good. You know, actually, I said this to the, to the boy's mum, um, just recently, but I'd said it fucking years ago as well. Where I was like, um, it's a really weird thing. So it's like there's almost like a it's like a tripartite formula in the case of any form of craft where it's like um you have the idea for the thing, you engage in the actual process of the craft, and then you have the the product at the end once you've done it, right? So it's like the idea, the process, the product. And the main important thing about the whole like those three is the middle one of just the, the, the process. Like it doesn't matter what the idea is, it doesn't matter what the end product's gonna be. As as long as you're actively engaged in the craft every day. Then you're you're maintaining on a boring level the same neurochemical formula that keeps you in flow state, that keeps you in that productive mind frame, that keeps you in a positive state of mental health. So so it's not because once you've made the thing, like you actually touched on it. I didn't actually go on it because I'm a fucking nightmare, so I rant. Um, but you touched on it before when you're like, how did I feel afterwards? So the first two days I was at work, felt relatively high out of context because I was like, I'm at work, so you've still got to kind of be. You couldn't be. This is fucking dynamite, and you couldn't be in the house. And what I would have liked to be is in the house doing more. Um, but what I did do in the morning, the next, this is what's this is what's important. The next morning when I woke up, I immediately got started on the storyboard for the Donny movie. You know, and then when I got home on the on the Friday from work, I started editing the next fucking episode that's coming up so it's still like there was never a there was never a break in the fucking thing because the the idea of sitting on my hands going right everything's i'm not doing anything is kind of shit it kind of makes me feel like this is pish man like because i enjoy the craft like 
it's not even an enjoyment. It's kind of like you have to breathe, man. I have to get back to this fucking thing. Um, and what I noticed was after the first three or four days, the initial high went away. And about 10 days after, two weeks after, I felt fucking miserable. I felt low. I felt really flat. Like I felt, and I, and I knew it was going to be coming. I spent the whole time in this hyper state of fucking dopamine and shit for months. And I was aware that this is going to be a drop. So, but even though I was aware, it didn't take away the sensation of being unpleasant. You know what I mean? I was like, even though you know it's coming, it doesn't mean it's not going to be shit. You just you prepare for it. So mm-hmm. when I felt super low, I churned out, I think, two uh, couch skits and I did some drawing on the graphic novel because the two couch skits allowed my dopamine to go back to that productive place. So when I, over the course of two days, made it, produced it, uploaded it, ah, I feel fucking comfortable again. Did it again whilst doing the graphic novel, two or three pages of that because every time I finished in a page, it's an hour and a half, two hours. And that gets me back to that place of comfort. And it's, like spiritually, I suppose you could have a whole conversation with that, but neurochemically, I'm just trying to create a homeostatic balance of of constant fucking of a of a of a heightened state of productivity. You know what I mean? Because you you feel shit hot, you feel quality in that. Like the idea of like just relax and sit down and being active is only said by people who aren't doing anything. Nobody says that if they're doing something. Nobody's like because the people that are doing something feel it they're like this is way better than just chilling man this is like, don't get me wrong like when i'm sitting like i'll take the breaks away i'll sit and watch tv and have something to eat and then i'll watch like an episode of something like fucking friends or sopranos or something and then cut it off and then go back to it there are days out of the entire week maybe one day i don't know two days every 10 days or so where i'll be like oh fuck i'm gonna do some stuff tonight i'll have i'll smoke too much and i'll fall asleep on the couch that happens but it's all about maintaining a daily routine which is statistically likely to always give you improvement and that means you do the, like productive shit every day it's you know but i so again sorry to rant man but it's like the month that about 10 days two weeks after i was fucking i felt pretty low for about two weeks you know relatively like oh this is kind of flat but it's just the it's more um it's it didn't feel chemical it felt more in a, in a psychological place of kind of like the biggest project i've been working on ever has done now it's like, mm. and what's weird is that I did an audio diary, which is going to be going alongside on the website as well, um, but that people can access. Uh, and I, in the audio diary, I hear myself saying, because obviously I had to listen back to it, um, and uh, I heard myself saying something like, um, which is also a weird side point that I've never done an audio diary before, and it does feel like I'm listening to somebody that that's else, somebody else, because I don't remember the shit. I'm only recording for 10 minutes, and I, I did it fucking five months ago. Nobody's going to remember that. You know what I mean? So so I'm listening to this shit as like a new observer. Like, oh, I wonder what you're going to say next. <laughs> no, it's kind of like that. Um, so that was kind of weird. But in one of the audio diaries, I did actually turn around and say, um, whether or not I do a Donnie movie, I'm not sure. And that was nearer the end of the film. And then two weeks, three weeks after I'd done the film, immediately my mind was like, I'm making a Donnie movie today. This is happening. So it's a weird feeling because in my mind, I'm trying to locate at what point did I change my mind and not only become not like, maybe I'll do it, but like this is now happening. And it must, I don't know, it must have been after the experience. I think that's where it was. Mm. Interesting, interesting. Thank you for getting back, I suppose, to that question. <laughs> um, no, it's all good. It's what I enjoy about our conversations. You flow like me. We get there eventually <laughs> and we connect at about several of the different points and it just it flows quite well. Um, Price-wise, I was going to say that, though, because you mentioned how much it's priced. So the, the movie's a yeah. tenner. It's uh, if you go on the Canaman TV website www.canamantv.co.uk and go into pricing and plans, um, or click on one of the videos that's there, Canaman movie or the the uh, end of the series that's there, and it'll take you straight to the subscribe. It's a tenner a month. Um, cancel any time, and that obviously goes towards being able to market the the website and create better content and that kind of thing. 
Um, it'd be much more helpful if I wasn't having to spend 36 hours a week away at work, then come back to draw, but this is the process. Um, but yeah, so that'll be super helpful. Um, and it is kind of cool seeing all the webs, all the, because it's all the feature length episodes that's on the website that I've taken from YouTube and put them on the website. And it's kind of cool to see that it's like, it feels more authentic now. There's a really weird feeling. I was trying to understand this. I was like, just by you're doing the same thing, but if you uh, attach some form of price tag to it, now the values went up, not just on how much you pay for it, but almost how you interpret that thing is. It's really weird. Um, it's most likely cultural conditioning. Um, but at the same time, it's it's it was weird. It felt more like quality. I'm doing uh, literally the same videos on YouTube. I passed them over and put them up on the website, and now it's like you can't you can only access it with a subscription. And it's like, yeah, man, I'm fucking making progress. It's like nothing happened, man. You know, so psychologically, I'm trying to figure out what that is. You know, that just now I'm making progress because it's like. I don't know, closer to being self-sufficient or something, self-sustainable. Um, but yeah, so karamatv.co.uk and you can you get up there. It's going to be there today by the time this is uploaded, actually. So it'll be the 1st of December. Um, the links will be in the description of that kind of shit. But yeah, bye, man. It's, it's cool. Excellent, excellent. Uh, I think that's banging price and obviously you get all all the edit extras. And like you said, I think the audio diary would be quite interesting. I think you, you touched on a point there um we were discussing i think again in the prelude of, of clips clips is something that i i do want to do it's something that you, yourself you're, you're saying uh you, you find some sort of success with and i think it is it is yeah. good to get people interested in the more longer format uh if they see a snippet of something that you know spikes a bit of a, a curiosity and whatnot and uh on the times that i have gone back and watched some of the podcasts that i do I'm the same. I have no idea. I'm like, what the fuck is he going to say? What the fuck? Where are, you, where are you going with this? And I'm like, oh, he saved it. He saved it. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Um, the funniest yeah, part is when you don't agree with yourself. You're like, what the fuck is this guy? I don't agree with any of his opinions. Like, yeah, <laughs> mate, that's two weeks ago. Yeah. So I, I, I say to you about the, the length of this, if you go back and watch, if you start on the earlier podcasts and you see the evolution of like the spaces that I've been in and done the podcast in, the guests that we've had, and you get some of the opinions. And I'm always changing my mic. So I'm always trying to learn new shit. I'm not trying to be ideologically aligned to one thing. I'm trying to constantly yeah. check my own, you know, classism, my own ego, my own selfish desires and needs and, and, and wants, et cetera, in, in life in general, and have that kind of this, this honest conversation. I guess this is my, my weekly fucking audio diary in, in, in a way. Uh, but I think yeah. having that partnered with it, it'd be, uh quite useful for you know i say young creatives we're getting on now uh people that you know <laughs> in the space want to kind of understand what is behind that process because yeah it, it, same with this this looks like just a couple of hours a week but it's it's not i mean there's obviously there's a lot of notes and a lot of you know research goes into to, to what we do and we care about the people that we're trying to get on the platforms. You have to then understand, you know, what those people have said and done and, and make sure that, you know, platforming somebody that's done something atrocious without at least fucking having the conversation. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, and so, so, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's good to, to, to show people what goes on behind the scenes. So I think that's, that's a great compart uh, partnership what the hell are they trying to say? Combination yeah. um, of, of things together for people for such a, a good price. Obviously, we come from the era of paying fucking 17 quid for a DVD. So, to be honest, the, the, one of the things that I thought to myself was, I was like, people are going to be like, mate, you're a tenor subscription for your fucking animation series, but Netflix is like nine quid. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, well, I know, but this is like independent shit. And not only that, they've got staff of thousands and thousands of people, unlimited funds, all that kind of shit. And if I'm only within a quid bracket of like this, fucking billion pound fucking organization i think that's pretty fair man because let's say it's like it takes a month to do an episode six weeks actually if i'm not working uh, if i'm working 
Um, and the movie took 10 months. The the reason why, because I did the, the, so there's a nine, I think, or 10 audio diaries um, that starts in the, De it's December 17th, that's the first one. And then the, the last one, I think, is three days after the premiere. So I did one yeah. on the premiere morning of like, right, this is the premiere morning. I, can, I don't know if it was like maybe five minutes long or something. Um, but I did that and the other behind the scenes things. And that's just obviously talking, which it was weird. It was a bizarre thing. It's like, you know, um, it's really, it was a bizarre sensation. It was all this, doing the movie is entirely um, novel and unique for me in a lot of different ways. Um, but the audio diary thing is something I'd never done before. And the feeling, because I even, like, at the beginning, it's like, uh, like I'm recording this on a fucking wee handheld. Like, you can even, I could hear it. Like, mate, you don't know what to do here. <laughs> this is just <laughs> talking into my fucking hand, which I think I say. Um, but it was weird because... It's, there's, there's like a, it's like a cleansing. You've got to be authentic. You're not going to, you're sitting in your own company. You're talking mm. to a fucking, your hand, man. It's no, it's, it's weird. It's like, and I've got this animation actually, it's not related to the Caraman stuff and it's called Interview with the Self. And it's kind of like that, where you're kind of like, the interview for the self is, is complete once you've recorded it, forgotten what you said and then listening to it back. Because and you're listening back, because you're listening back to to your mind frame, but you have no knowledge of it. It's really kind of interesting, actually, because I see this kind of way, this self analysis thing, right? And I'm really fortunate. I'm extremely grateful to to be able to have all this like these little outlets that have emerged as a consequence of doing the animation series. So when I look over, <laughs> when I look over the fucking episodes, because so, I could have been doing the the series trailers to try and fucking draw attention, because I'm putting them up there. So the, on the on YouTube channel, you're gonna have the all the Ekanaman feature length episode series trailers. Um, um, and then obviously but then you have the actual full episodes on the website for the subscription mm. um so i've had to look over the, like briefly look over all the episodes doing the trailers um for the first time and some of these episodes like i've forgotten what they were I've forgotten like i'm be honest there's a couple of times where i'm like fuck sake man how did i even upload this i should have kept working on it um you know there's some of them but yeah. uh, but so so when i'm looking back the reason i'm saying any of this is that there's almost like a psychoanalysis of myself when i'm looking over these episodes because even though I'm, I'm looking at a story it's obviously fictitious i'm trying to construct it and all that kind of thing i'm fully aware that this the, the human psyche doesn't work on a blank slate fucking basis it works you produce something like you could try and filter a story but the story will be will be fucking tailored with your psychological dispositions of the moment. That's what it's like. So, so, and then it's kind of fun to look over the storylines and I'm trying to like, like remembering the time that I was at, my mentality, what I was trying to like, it's kind of cool, man. It was kind of fun. Mm. And I got that experience from the audio diaries as well. So the audio diaries um, is the behind the scenes on, on the website as well. It certainly will be by Friday. And um, the, the other behind the scenes things is a 20 minute. Um, so that all the audio diaries might be like an hour, just over an hour, um, individual, like nine videos or something. And then the, there's a 20 minute um, behind the scenes video thing that I've recorded, which one of the video things was um, me like recording the folder that, uh, oh, behind there, I'll leave it. Um, but there's like, uh, so the, the folder I did um, has got all the sheets of paper in it from the movie. So I, mm. when I even first created this, the folder, I opened up the folder and I was like, right, and I'm recording this thing. There's not one sheet of fucking paper in it because I didn't start drawing yet. And I'm like, right, this is the folder. And I'm recording it with the, the, the video camera. And then it's the next scene of like, um, like putting all the labels in. And then the next thing's right, I've done scene three. And so you get to see the folder slowly emit, like fill up essentially with the, with the sheets of paper. Um, and then it's that. And then I've also included, I think, a small amount of um, me recording actually in the cinema. Um, and it's just like probably three or four seconds where I'm standing in a tech booth uh, with one of the tech guys that, that started it, that played the movie. Um, and I've recorded him like pressing the space bar and I've turned around and then walked to the side and I'm standing there. 
and you're looking at the cameraman fucking thing come on the screen. Mm-hmm. And frustratingly, you can't see anybody in the audience because they've showed up, dickheads. No, I'm joking. It's because it's the, <laughs> <laughs> because the camera was shit. You know what I mean? The camera mm-hmm. was, it was the way it was all shiny. I'm terrible with that kind of stuff. So you record and it looks like there's nobody there, man. <laughs> you know, that's so funny. But, um, but editing yeah, a little crowd. Editing just some wee guy that's <laughs> like fucking Donnie in the fucking audience, man. Um, but no, it was cool. So that's, and essentially I then end, I think, I'm not sure, but I then ended behind the scenes video with me just kind of talking, not on camera, but just kind of like, I think I'm, I'm looking at the newspaper actually, um, because obviously it was in the newspaper as well, which was cool. I mean, all of these things. I've got the newspaper, I've got the fucking tickets, um, from the actual theatre at the back, and I've got like the posters that that got handed out, um, as well. So I've got those three things at the back of the folder with all the images and like the timeline and shit like that. So it's like it's a cool thing, and that's what I said at the beginning of the conversation that to have that kind of like memorabilia for myself, right? Even if like I don't believe this for a second, that's probably just ego talking. But even if Canaman doesn't ever get to like a Netflix. Uh, stage or that level of fucking like popularity even if it doesn't on the last day when i'm looking back on my on my life man i'm like this is cool man this is a cool story to make yourself that's kind of like a cool thing like on a like man i did the man in the glass poem and you're looking in the glass and talking to yourself as a as an individual person that's kind of like a cool thing you know mm-hmm. no yeah a hundred hundred percent it's i think it's it's important to have narrative to have I guess in some way, a, a, a mythologizing of of one's own life, mm-hmm. not to be deluded or to to yeah. get lost in in, in fantasy, <laughs> you know fantasy. But uh, sorry, go on. No, sorry, it's simple. It's just it's so funny that you say not to be deluded because my mom called me that. My mum, my fucking mum called me that, man. I remember because she was like, because I was telling her, like, I'm going to do like an animation series. This is about three years ago, right? About three and a half years ago. And I was like, I'm going to do an animation series. And I've, I've just been doing these podcasts. I'm going to make an animation series. But I'm going to do a comic book series first. And I'm going to then make it animated. And then I'm going to do blah, blah, blah. I didn't even mention the movie. I didn't even put my mind. And I was like, I'm going to do this, this. And I'm going to have an animation series, blah, blah, blah. And I remember I'm going like, huh. I mean, if you keep... <laughs> It's like if you keep talking like this, people are gonna think you're deluded. Genuinely, <laughs> 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 that was like three years ago. That was like three years ago, man. So it's funny that that's <laughs> fucking brilliant. It's but it, this it what I was gonna lead on to say is exactly that is its perception of yeah. what would be delusional to another person is a Tuesday to another. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It, it's those having that as, as you described it before that kind of Bill Burr moment to yourself, and in the easier times i guess strengthening your your sales and your rigging for the tougher seas mm-hmm. prepare prepares you for that but ultimately you need to be willing to leave the harbor and to you know face the storms to enjoy the karma seas that was a lot of nautical references up in here no, that's but, that, but it worked though. quite well in terms yeah, of what man, I was, I that, I was, that was good. especially like facing the, the seas right because that's an interesting thing because as you're saying that one of the things I noticed the most from doing the movie, one of the things, one of the things I was taught, fortunately, you know, I'm grateful to be taught this kind of shit as a consequence of doing it, um, is, is if you up your stamina, that's it. They just just increase your stamina for the craft that you're doing. So ordinarily, because mm-hmm. that's why I would give myself a pre. Um, destined fucking timeline of like right, i need to get this done by this point it doesn't really live that way you get a, a shadow of the what the, the thing has in potential by giving it a timeline there's a really weird um, um liberation that's associated with this doesn't have a timeline um i'm just out this will be out when it's finished that when it's completely done mm-hmm. and i was fortunate because i did this the, funnily enough the, the fucking timeline of the movie for them got to do this scene this scene this scene and it dictated to me literally i was like oh i'm missing this bits and i should have done that by now blah 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 and as long as i just kept going it i was i was like nah this isn't a like this this it's weird man it's really weird it's like the thing that you're you're engaged the craft you're engaged in is autonomous to a certain degree and i think that the autonomy is um 
is created at the very minimum the autonomy of the the craft of the product that you're making is constructed based on the characteristics that the thing is and i think mm -hmm. so it's like if it, a movie or, or like i genuinely think there's a huge correlation between making animations and making music just the layering element there's a weird layering fucking consistency between the two of them and um, that the, it seems to me that the only thing different is the the your your instruments your, your pencil or your pen um and the the product you're producing is um a visual thing whereas the other thing's audio that seems to be the only separation it's kind of as we were discussing before of that kind of alchemy it's 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 what all it's yeah. something i massively struggle with it's probably uh, an ego thing of, of, of art it's all art Again, I don't necessarily consider my, my writing to be art, but in that, but I, some days I guess do recognize it. It's in it's an internal battle, even in trying to uh, verbalize this in this fucking mm -hmm. sentence. I think is good insight into the continuous fucking war within my brain about it. But ultimately, what it is is an attempt to convey to another person something that is so meaningful to an individual that they feel in some way twinned in a sense of obligated and blessed to try to connect with another two it, it's mm. a it's something beyond linguistics it's beyond um fucking body language and all these other mechanisms by which we have evolved to con to connect with each other a means by which it's an extra do you know what i mean and it's mm it's got meaning as we were discussing again before we started uh, recording about like AI art. Mm. We both came to the same thing about, I think I said, it's kind of soulless. You said it lacks emotion. We're both mm. detecting this thing that's missing yet. When a, a human creates that art, there's something more to it. It's not in the color. It's not in the layers. It's the subtext as it were in the written words. It's, this, it's more to it. And it's, it's that which you tap into that you don't read or understand verbally you know you don't smell it you don't discern it into shape or color necessarily you just get the thing yeah that's the the fucking power of, of, of what i think all of this comes down to and i think all of us have a drive towards that in some way just it looks different to different fucking people you know yeah i think it's perfect actually you saying that because when we just they talked earlier about that sad moment that's like i i was feeling that the whole time i was drawing that thing and fucking writing it and doing the voice for it and like at, like at every moment of that stage when i was making that i was like there was never a moment where it wasn't i wasn't feeling the feeling and i think that's what's it was i don't know and it also helps as well like i like like i feel like i know Kahneman and donnie as if they're actual independent people mm -hmm. like that is so weird it's like i don't I, like there is like it's that's what it feels like it feels like i mean i love these guys like properly love them i couldn't like this is i, I think i'd say that it's funny because obviously a fucking a barber fucking he's a huge support since silly to say that but he totally is man he's like to be honest he's been kind of uh snookered i've been sitting there like paying for his like paying him to fucking cut my hair as i tell him all this shit right holding him prisoner <laughs> um but essentially um, i said this to him about that about like the whole the that feels like kind of man and donnie are real people and I could never stop cre creating them or producing them or, and making them because if I did, it's like that the world wouldn't get to see them. But it also feels like that that as independent people, Carmen and Donnie would be like, "Mate, you're up your dick. 
Like you're like, I just, like you're not feeling of like like you're supposed to help out somebody, but you don't help them out, and now they're looking at you like you're a bit of a dick, man. Imagine doing that. You're up your dick. That's how I feel. Like if I didn't do that, I'd be like they'd be like you're up your dick, man. Imagine imagine no drawing us, man. What up your dick? You know what I mean? And I just that's what it feels like. Um, and it's cool because it, like I get these. What's what's kind of peculiar is recently. So I've been doing that thing in my mind where I was like, what can I do to up it? What can I do to up my game? Like when it comes to like the the theater was cool, or the Donny one will be ready next year, but. I need to up this. This needs what would this look like if I and I was doing it was a weird thought technique I was doing the other day when I was drawing. I was like, what would it look like if I had the the capacity, the the facilities that the Simpsons have got? Like what would what would the kind of my what would it look like if I had that? If I had like like boom, there you go, you got a, a month free fucking invite. Here you go, you can come and do it for a month. And in my mind, and it's kind of it's kind of fun, right? Mainly because there's a weird blocking feeling of like like I've not ventured there psychologically. Yeah. Like I've not like I don't know if it's an, an but I feel a block immediately. It's not like when I was doing a, another movie, it feels like I've got room to move. This is fine. This is familiar. Whereas when I think about like what if you had all of the, the your possible ambition and they got handed it, how would it look? And there's a weird. It's like I've no structured anything yet. It's bizarre. It's and it's fun as anything because I'm like I wonder. It feels like the more I do that question, the more the darkness becomes a bit light and I can see it. That's what it feels like. It feels like I have to keep asking myself it over and over and over, and then it's slowly emerging in my mind. That's what it feels like. So that's what makes me think that, this feel, that it feels like this is autonomous, because it's like, I'm not choosing what it looks like. It feels like I'm searching to kind of, like the architect guy, the archaeologist, that's it, when he's kind of fucking getting away all the shit, and he's and he's finding this the, the, the bones under the fucking soil where they're chipping away at it. That's what it feels like, that, that that chipping away is the equivalency of just thinking on it, you know? Yeah, it's... it's... <laughs> you're revealing it to yourself through your own work. It's something that I get lost in every, every now and then at least a, a couple of times in, in, in a good article anyway, uh, when I feel good about the article <laughs> um, is it's like Satora is the Zen Buddhist describe it. That kind of brief enlightenment of just, it's always recognized in, in retrospect, you kind of have this, what the fuck, what was I thinking? What was I doing? But in such a bliss, peaceful way, and that's you've just experienced Tori. You are just in an enlightened, aligned consciousness that you are not thinking about thinking. You just are, mm-hmm. and you can act like this. A lot of people will find it like doing washing up or like washing a car or something that's got a nice repetitive kind of physical motion to it mm-hmm. yeah. that you can kind of get zoned into it. As you, you spoke of before, like the kind of that that that, that hyper focus, I suppose, or that kind of um, uh, flow state. Flow state, yeah, um, yeah. and when I'm kind of writing, I'll have those moments where I'm just, oh, oh, and my fingers are typing <laughs> and I'm not even, every, even though I know the fucking keyboard inside and out, still 90% of the time I'm having to check, double check, like, is it the right one? Is it the right one? But then it'll just go and I'll almost like be able to kind of look at something else and lose myself into it and it appears on the screen and my fingers just do it. And then you kind of go, oh, that's good. That's fucking real good. <laughs> do, do, do you know what I mean? And then you can kind of go back and change a few things or whatever. But so every now and then it'll just kind of just go, and I'm like, the fuck? Like, I was just trying to outline something today. Um, I'm not going to give away the title because the title will give away the whole thing, but it's, it's quite, I'm I'm building this based on a five word title because it's a pun and I love it. Um, <laughs> nice. But I knocked out like 700 words today of just going, well, I need to reference this. I want to reference this. How would I? want this to sound it's going to end roughly with this kind of uh summation of, of kind of the previous things and that was entirely i suppose my best work comes from uh active procrastination of other jobs so i've got one thing that 
is important enough that needs to be done, but not important too important that I can keep pushing it back. It allows me to procrastinate from doing that and get all the other things done. Mm-hmm. And that was basically what happened today. It was like, you were saying like, I, I'm, I'm struggling to focus on the thing I need to do. So I'm going to go and do this other thing that I've got months to do. Yeah. Um, and because of it, it was like, ha, 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 I'm not having to do the thing I need to do, but I'm doing something else. It's that's, it does. It's, it is like kind of biohacking, but it's also like, I feel like I was cheekily cheating myself, but <laughs> that myself wouldn't be mad at myself. Does that make yeah. sense? Do you yeah. know what I mean? Be like, ah, I'll give you this. I'll give you this. You know. <laughs> I like it, man's good. Mm. Uh, I've got quite a few questions about the fucking movie here that uh, I want to ask you. Uh, since we've gone on quite a few tangents there, as is always the case with uh this podcast, um. So yeah, obviously legit director now. You're working on next next movie. Uh, something that I came up with when I was rewatching today was just basically it was more of a joke, but I was like, I need to ask this question: Would you consider creating a drug man cinematic multiverse? <laughs> so in my head was was just the like your version of writing, but every character was a drug, and somehow all of the drug superheroes got pulled into this overarching story, and it was like a kind of a parody of Marvel, but right. also like a comment on the the societal consequences and stereotypes of each individual drug user, and yeah, it was just just hilarious in my brain. <laughs> so what's so funny about that? Right? It's what's well, so funny is because I've had lots of people act, like ask me that kind of thing, and I suppose I really enjoy it a lot, right? And I hope I never stop enjoying it because what happens on every occasion is that the person's <laughs> telling me something a small amount about how they think about things. Mm-hmm. That's what's going on. Like they're literally telling me that he's a little bit of my mind because it's like because mm-hmm. they come up with it, it's this imagination thing, but it's a consequence of a foundation of principles values morals blah 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 but then there's so and that's where the, the dissecting thing is and that's what makes me laugh you're like yeah kind of man let's make a fucking drug thing because i don't even see i forget that he's cannabis sometimes i have to throw mm. in a joint i have to fucking throw in a plant because i'm like trying to it's it's really interesting it's that whole when you talk about the universe thing i've done that same thought process where it's like with it so i'm doing the, the most recent uh, episode season five uh, season two episode five it's going to be uploaded um maybe christmas day maybe just before i'm not too sure yet but um but yeah you can find it on the website as well super fucking cheap ass plug um but yeah and that's essentially what i thought when i'm doing this fucking episode right where i was like there's a part of it where it, cause it's called for fishing's sake so kind of man and donnie go fishing essentially and uh and there's a part of it so that, and it's right at the back there's like a lock at the back behind the kind of man's house and i thought this and i was like how would i construct it like so and i'll do like maybe a picture that encompasses all of it and i get to see like the immediate landscape the entire fucking thing i've not done it yet and I'll, i'm i'm two minds well not because i might the angle might be uh, just that's a side point but i'm on two minds well not to create that and so past my mind what would the the world of that be like because there was a moment where it was actually a uh, gary uh you'd mentioned it, dr gary yates he'd said this about when i was talking to him about the film and he was like when he was watching the film there's a moment where because the there was a moment where he was kind of like where the fuck are they going and obviously spoiler alert watch the film if this bugs you by the way you should have watched the film by now right <laughs> um you know so essentially it's uh when they go to the island so they're, so they're like they're on their way to the island and then gary said to me he's like what the fuck's this there's no island just inside like where the fuck are they you know it's like just inside scotland and that's what one of the funny things in my head was so that island's actually drawn based on an image that i found that's in new zealand right and then um, I did that um, for more of a sentimental reason, you know, connected to family and stuff. Um, and uh, what was funny about that is just Gary saying, like, what the fuck? Like, because I had the same idea of, like, like the 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 
the literal basis of the scenery compared to the fucking fantasy of what you're trying to create. And it's an interesting fucking um, uh, thing to look at when you're looking at, like, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's like a f- philosophical game. Like the, the, the reality versus fiction and what you're trying to achieve in the, in the fictitious world, but also try to maintain a, a, a balance towards reality that people can identify that this is not too far. Right. And this is like, and because I think that's what's interesting as well that I found out when it comes to the movie. The entire thing is, is the, of a movie from the experience of doing that one anyway, is kind of like creating um, a, a context, perspective, and structure in the mind of the person. So you've got to make sure that they're stable, that they, they're, they're, they're and I, when I say stable, they mean they're stable in where you are in the film. So one of the things I've noticed about this is if you put somebody, if I put them straight on the island without creating an image of the island, People have no no touching point. They've they've no touching base element. So so, so they, do, they 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 interpret it as a feeling of I don't like this, and they don't even know why. They're just kind of they're like I don't like this. And if you do that half a dozen times throughout the fucking process, where you're just throwing them into a scene and they don't actually know the, the wider context of what the scene is, they'll 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 conclude with this film's kind of shit because they've not been given knowledge. They're they're looking for yeah. like an understanding. So it's just like like you see it with sitcoms as well. They'll do the they'll do like the intro. Uh, scene the like the intro tune and they'll throw up a picture of a building and then they'll go inside the building so it's like friends it's like tons of different buildings in new york but they think it's the same one well yeah the, i mean they start to do it in in movies think of most action movies like mission impossible things like that and then you got like it comes up and it's the the city in the country yeah uh, you know what i mean and it gives it's because what it does is it kind of it takes everything and limits it to it i mean mm. it kind of also plays towards certain individual prejudices i guess if they're like oh they're in chechia like former czech republic people some people are like oh, this this or this like their yeah. vision of what it's going to be so then if they just suddenly throw in eastern europe the quintessential eastern european gangster type mm-hmm. just with guns shouting in a foreign language it's western audience is already taken into it as you say but it's quite jarring if all of a sudden it's not dealt with in the same sort of way but i think it's doing it like that with the words on screen it's just lazy storytelling mm. it's you can visually do exactly as you are describing and it's a, it's something you have to be mindful of everybody wants to be kubrick on one fucking side but you also have to be i can't think of someone on the other end of the fucking directorial spectrum uh, do you know what's mental in my mind it's just it's probably ego but i also think it's a it's a uh prerequisite for success that in my mind and the idea that he wishes to be cute is like fuck man he wishes he was me that's how he should be <laughs> i tell my son this all the time right my son he didn't he, it was the greatest response and he's only nine the greatest response i've ever heard from any human about i would say healthy personal interpretation or well-being or that kind of stuff and i'd asked him we're sitting on the couch and um he asked it was sitting they're joking back and forth and that kind of stuff and i was like yeah so if you could be any person in the world you could be a scientist, engineer, celebrity, blah, blah, blah. Who would you be? And he was just kind of sitting there for a minute watching TV. And then he came and looked at me and went, I would be me, daddy. I'd still just be me. And I was like, that's fucking, I just literally, I was like, you're awesome, mister. I'm getting my cuddle, right? Because what that is, it's like that, like you have the, you have the opportunity to be any human, right? But you're like, nah, man, I'm cool with me, man. Like that, that's fucking healthy, man. That's like, because mm-hmm. the whole point is like, there's other human, I wish they were, I wish I was them, fuck's sake. And that's what my approach is towards any form of the work that I'm doing. It's like, no, nah, man, I'm, yeah. I'm the guy. I'm the original guy. Stanley Kubrick thought he was an original but, guy and he but, just didn't work. So. And so you're you touching on there is uh, a, a trap, a trick that happens linguistically that falls apart within our language. Is We are supposed to aspire to acts of, mm-hmm. not the individual base of. You know, we can be, uh, I suppose in some way, it, it can be healthy to have some form of envy 
Whereas then a straight up form of sort of jealousy of, you know, not wanting others to have something because you can't have it in that spiteful kind of means. But envy can be a motivator in a sense of I want what they have. I think that is also in some ways a healthy thing, depending on how it's manifest. If you're going, I want your shit, ego, I'm going to take your shit. (laughs) That's not good. But if you then go, hmm, I see this person. I quite like what they've got with this and that. If I work hard and rearrange and focus on my life, I could maybe achieve some of those things. I think the issue then comes in society now at the minute is the spectral differences between. And people are then focusing on wanting shit that they can't imagine. And most of it is just a stand-in for security. Mm. I think when you really boil it all down to, and I think what your, your son is speaking to there is is an understanding that he is safe in his identity, but also safe in who he wants to be. He feels he has a future. And I think having a father figure like yourself around as much as, as, as can be that, given, given the circumstance of someone who's actually doing the work as in behind you with all your, all of your books, all of, all of the illustrations that you've worked on the series, the animations, the movie that is actively doing the work, regardless of what anyone may choose to think of your, the content of it, the nature of your persistence, the discipline behind that sets a hell of a tone and a message. Mm-hmm. And I think that is we've spoke of in every podcast that we've spoken of is that pursuit of mastery, as you say. And it isn't that tick, 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 tick up the way. It's that roller coaster of a fucking thing that, and even the end isn't ultimately the end. Again, I think like Mich- uh, Michelangelo died fucking, what was it, at 84, and his last words were like, I, I, I'm still learning, you know, I'm still trying to, <laughs> I'm, I'm still trying to fucking figure this shit out, basically, you know? Yeah. And I think that, that's, that's again healthy is is to have that thing and there's this part of me that again as you're asking that question i was answering it to myself and part of me is like wait i'm i'm lazy in some ways so i don't want to have to learn to be somebody else first of fucker foremost but then it is that case of well i would end up with their shit and then try and be me mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? If you follow that thought experiment out there you are you right now and you stay as you are but all of a sudden boom you wake up and you're in fucking brad pitt's house You've got to wear his slippers. You've got to wear all his fucking clothes, drive his fucking... You've got to live like... No, like you'd want to tweak and change things. So therefore, you don't actually want to be like that. There is something else at play. And for most people, it is a, a, a drive, again, towards uh, prosperity, towards what used to be, I suppose, an inbuilt requisite post-World War II in, in the Western world, which was your life will get better. If you have kids, your kid's life will get better. Mm-hmm. And that myth, that narrative, that thing is kind of collapsing around and i think now people want that shortcut to the thing so they'd rather what did i watch recently the fucking thing about the theranos lassie elizabeth holmes you know theranos the fucking thing in america was like uh she basically defrauded like dozens of fucking people hundreds of fucking uh people to be on like a, a board and part of this company where she'd basically come up with this creation allegedly of called the Edison. And it was like a single drop of blood and we could do like 200 fucking different tests and revolutionize the industry and disrupt like a $7 billion a year industry, et cetera. And um, it was sort of just predicated on ultimately bullshit and her vision of wanting to be Steve Jobs. And uh, in this, this eight part series, they're kind of watching the evolution of, of her changing a character and trying to like, you know, wearing black turtlenecks and deepen her yeah. voice and, and, and everything about it and it became more about the, the what she thinks others think about her because of what she thinks about Steve Jobs and that projection of it and it became a one woman pageantry 
and it became about spinning the lies on the plate, the plates of lies, and just continuing the charade in any which way that could be could be maintained um, for her to have that that game. I think that's what's happening with most people is they're they're deluded in that space. I think that's why so many people simp for billionaires is is they're going, well, oh, if I just win this lottery and then I'm extra smart, I'll put it into stocks and then I'll be extra rich and I'll I'll do this and I'll just invest in this thing. And everyone's looking for the the quick money escape just to have more money rather than the craft and then consequently being rewarded with the money. Mm-hmm. Thing is, I'd, I'd, like, I couldn't agree more with what you just said there, specifically when you talked about rather than the craft, right? Because I've thought about that lots. What if, in the same context as if I had Simpsons available, if somebody went, right, there you go, there's fucking 50 million, right? We now own all of Canaman. You're not allowed to draw him ever again. This mm-hmm. is now ours. You can't draw this guy ever again. I would 100% say no. Like, I, I can't emphasize that enough, right? Because one of the things I've realized is there's a, that, like, every single time I'm producing something, there's a liberation there, right? And how many people do you see that have engaged in something and then they're soulless as fuck 20 years after the thing's been made because they've sold it off and they can no longer identify themselves as that thing? Mm-hmm. I was like, the only way that Kahneman will ever be put into the fucking, uh, the arena of that kind of context is if I'm still number one, everything funnels through me. Like, I'm the fucking guy that, like, because like, one of the things I've realized is that whole micro-macro thing is, so I do all the micro actions relating to the creating the animation series and the movie. So I do everything, obviously, from the soundtrack to the storyboards to the actual drawing to the coloring, um, you know, to the editing to the to the everything like in between all that kind of shit, right? Um, the, the scene fucking rendering and all that kind of shit. So I do every one of those micro things. That's a team. Each single one of those is a team. So if I put like four people on that, four people on this, four people on that one, four people on the fucking the soundtrack, four on the fucking editing, blah blah blah. And all I did was I did the the creative side and the imaginative side, and I constructed everything, and they just did the 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 mechanics of it, right? I'd be up for that, but I'm still the owner. I still own all this kind of shit. But you can join on this, and you can fucking like amplify the the level of productivity I can apply to this. Cool, man, I'm up for that. You know what I mean? Because then then you're still in control. You're the one that owns it. And what's really fucking helpful, quite honestly, with a lot of this is people like Chris Webby, um, NF, Dax. These are all independent music artists. Hi, like what uh, Ren, Ren that does fucking High Ren. That's a great example of it as well. Like, these are all independent fucking music artists who own all of their craft, and yet they're still making a comfortable living through the correct channels that are in place for us now. And that's the main thing is that, they, that there's nothing wrong with having been able to buy one fucking house. You don't need to have billions of fucking pound in the bank that you're not going to be spend. Mm-hmm. If you can buy one house and you keep ownership of your craft, you've won life. Like life has been completed there. But again, that's the thing. It's the it's the myth thing. Uh, the Tom Hartman quote that I always I, I always end up quoting on this of the the lie of kind of the capitalism. If the, if you're alone naked in the woods at night, and somebody comes and offers you clothing and fire and food and shelter, you get pretty happy pretty quick. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the truth. That's the truth of reality. The yeah. lie of capitalism is if X amount made you X happy x more will make it x more happy yeah do, do you know what i mean and we've all got that into us and for some reason we have this internalized thing of going no 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 i want a shortcut now mm-hmm. i want to retire tomorrow and live like a god and that that's a, a mentality that's been put into us because as the system in late stage capitalism starts to devour itself the rich are getting closer together there may be more billionaires mm-hmm. but where the fuck is the middle class mm-hmm. Do you, do you know what I mean? It's it, the, the economics are collapsing, so they're wanting me. Oh, I want a four four hundred billion pound yacht. All right, cool. Oh, uh, uh, I want a five hundred billion pound yacht. Well, I want a six hundred pound billion yacht. Do you know what I mean? And it's just like, what the fuck are you dickheads doing? Do you know what I mean? I want to go to fucking space first. And I'm gonna put my 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 rocket's bigger than yours. My rocket. It's like, what the fuck? You know, it's funny. It's it, like... it got so fucking disproportionate. You know. 
earlier on, I was standing, I was talking to my oldest, he's 18 today, actually. Um, and uh, well, he was talking to me, I was like, Yeah, if I had this, like, fucking this amount of coins and that kind of thing, and he's because he's playing Grand Theft Auto, he's like, I'd buy a yacht this size. And I was like, You know what's funny? And I was talking to myself, I was like, A yacht is one of the biggest pieces of like, I shouldn't have bought this out there. You know what I mean? It's like a yacht, like, that's what you're looking at. That's like a house on the sea. What the fuck is a yacht? A yacht's an example of too much money and not enough sense to play it somewhere. That's why a yacht, like a yacht, you got a fucking yacht. What the fuck is that? I don't know, man. It's just one personal. Like, if, you, if you're kicking out on a yacht, it's like, I don't know, that says something more. That's not just like an item you've bought. That's like a statement of some kind. I don't know what the fuck that it, is. Exactly. It's, it's success. And without going into too much of sort of a rant on the economics of it, which is what we end up doing basically every week on this bloody podcast. Um, but it, it it's the Maslow hierarchy of needs, the little triangle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's, they somehow get stuck like three rungs up. The the self-awareness element and the self-actualization, I mean, obviously he never really completed the model, but that's kind of where the, the end point of the triangle of the, the model that he was working on at the time kind of ends, is conscious awareness. And so that's that recognition exactly. That if you had all the shit in the world, you would still want to do something. Mm-hmm. You would be Bart when he's given everything to Mr. Burns' mansion. You'd only play yeah, the games yeah. for so long. You could only go down the slides for so long and drive the little bumper carts and all the fucking rest of it. Eventually, you want to express yourself because that's what we are biologically driven to do, to connect with each other. Like sexually, there is a, a reproductive fucking driving us to, to 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 connect to reproduce obviously not in all i'm not over generalizing don't fucking get at me i'm talking just as a purely mean biological thing here as in like the mean of the average biological experience yeah um, i mean in order to ensure the sustainability of the species it's fucking necessary yeah. that's not even a talking point that's but, almost but, but, but man. that's not even needed man I, yeah I but, but but so is art equally to yeah. this so is the expression, even bad expression leads to better expression if you don't have censorship. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Some idiot comes up and goes, oh, it says something insane. Then you counter that shit. You don't censor that shit and push it away because then all the other insane things that you push together become even more insane and then it spills out and then you've got no rebuttal for the massive monster of insanity because you didn't articulate the 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 other parts of it because everyone is driven to yeah but how much money can i make people aren't going well do you know what i want to do in my life is do this and i'm not talking about again everybody but the the overarching story of the western capitalism and the neoliberalistic paradigm is toward this you need more you need security you need not just your house you need the two cars you deserve four holidays a fucking year your kids deserve to have to pay for the best tuition you deserve to pay for the best health care you deserve to do you know what I mean? And it's perverse that they've then got us destroying ourselves to fund systems for them to live the 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 the, the illusion, act upon the stage, so that the others will work upon this. They are the carrots on the stick of the donkeys, and we're just marching up the treadmill, keeping the fucking lights on. You know what I mean? No. Hang on, I'm gonna go for a push, man. You will just edit this out. Yeah, man. Sure. All right, awesome. Two minutes. Uh, could. I- Couple more questions uh, on the movie that yeah yeah could, away, could, could be could be some uh, some some fun here. Uh, all right, let's say then you're allowed all creative rights. You're offered whatever amount of money you find is necessary and that you're happy with. Um, Hollywood basically goes, all right, we want a live action version of this. Who's playing who? 
<laughs> well, like so, it's like when you say live action, is that like a film, a normal film? The yeah, yeah, it's it's not not animation. It's it's a live action. Right. I don't know how Donnie would be made. Like Donnie, Donnie would be kind of like a Garfield. Oh, he'd be, got... be kind of like Scooby Doo in the those yeah. Scooby Doo movies that were the best Scooby Doo movies. Who would have played as a uh, as Canaman? Uh, me. <laughs> I would have to like I, I I struggle to have anybody else. Like I would uh, the movie like even if it meant me being Canaman and the movie fucking plummeting in value and like nobody the entire brand is expired I I will go down with that ship in my hand like yes man I made it <laughs> nice know? nice uh, I was thinking Vin Diesel for Crawford personally right, okay. I think I think there's oh there's, there's some of there that kind of yeah, I don't have to. I haven't seen him in films recently. I don't know what he's looking like in the Fast franchise, but yeah, he'd have to slim down. Do you know what's interesting with the Crawford? That was just the first name that came to mind, and I'd, he hasn't. He's been featured on two episodes as well, two other episodes. Um, and uh, I never once named him, and, and it wasn't. It was in the movie. I was like, I'm gonna have to give him a fucking name or something. Um, yeah, and that was why I was just like, oh, Agent Crawford. And I was all right, okay, that's what it's called. Um, did you ever read? Thomas Harris, although they obviously made the movie a bit. I was going to say, uh, Silence of the Lambs. Uh, maybe, I think. Was that Jodie Foster? Yeah, I think that Agent Crawford is the senior, one of the senior field agents. Is that right? Um, if, I rem- if I remember correctly, it's been, it's been a be quick. Yeah, that kind of thing happens all the time. Like, that happened to, um, was it, was it Nietzsche or something? That, that, so, Carol Jung had, uh, I can't remember, I'm going to fucking butcher this. I think Freud had wrote in one of his books, um, he, he created a story or something like that, right? Mm. And um, and he, like gave it to himself as like the originator. That's what it was implied based on this. And I'm pretty certain Jung had identified that it wasn't Freud. Freud had Freud had read it from like Nietzsche's work, and it was mm. a, it was like the like Zarathustra or something like that or, or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, man, I wouldn't be surprised. Like if, like, I'd be like, I've maybe seen that from once. You know, it would have been years ago. Um, so I'd be surprised if it was like that. It's, it's probably a, a relatively generic name, you know. It's, like, as well. it's interesting as well. It's like kind of morphic resonance. If you look at like Rupert Sheldrake's work, yeah, yeah. Um, if he sort of described about formations of crystals and, and of new compounds and matter and how they become of ease the more the uh, iterations of them happen, the same sort of thing is observable in behaviors. So they saw it in. Um, Sort of crows learning to peck into milk bottles, and then this behavior sort of appeared. Um, it's where we get like that hundredth monkey paradigm kind of yeah. thing of a certain percentage, and then a behavior becomes universal. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. Just just googled it there, and yeah, Jack Agent Jack Crawford was the senior agent in charge, <laughs> uh, in right. the, the Sounds of the Lambs movie. So again, but it, it's also like it's it's out there, so you tap into it, and whether you've kind of heard it or not. Yeah, I think that we're through everyone's consciousness. It's almost like we're realigning and reforming through yeah. action, intention, and thought our quantum reality around us. So you can be one thing and have one conversation, and have your entire world changed. Who you think yeah. you are, how you look at the world. I think that's one of the 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 wonderful things again of like create the creative form of you are ultimately trying to express yourself in one way. And as I often say, this this is my therapy. But in another way, I'm also trying to connect with people and, and get them to not identify and agree with me just out of a purely egoic thing. 
Um, but to kind of go, well, all right, if I agree with that, or I want to kind of challenge that, I, and just go on that journey, and to know that others are on that journey as well, it just makes you feel less lonely. It's as uh, Ram Das described. Uh, Ram Das, I can't do Ram Das. Yeah, uh, said fucking, we're all just walking each other home. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of what it feels like. We're all just kind of moving along and point and look at something and disagree about it, but you'll talk about it and realize, well, that probably wasn't important. Talk about the things you agree with, you know? I didn't say don't talk about the other subjects, but it's to remember that we have far more in common with even the people that you've deemed to be your worst enemy, the most antithetical individuals compared to your own current paradigm of existence. It's still far more in common with them than you'd ever imagine. Yeah, no, I completely agree, man. And the thing is, what's interesting about that as well is life kind of becomes what you focus on. Because even when you said that, you're like, um, you know, it's not to acknowledge the negatives in life. It's certainly not to indicate that at all, because obviously the, the certain negative elements in life need to be addressed in order to reduce them, fix them, get them out of the way. If, like, you can never completely remove any negativity in life because that's the nature of the spectrum. That's just the, the reality of the yin and yang, order and chaos, all that kind of shit. Um, all you can do is manage it in a certain way. Um, but one of the things that definitely I would say is that uh, whatever you focus on every single day, every single day, that is 100% what your life becomes, like completely defined by that thing. Like, and I can't emphasize it enough. Like the amount of, the, the, the level of disinterest I have to end in politics is impressive, quite honestly. Like, and it's no, mm-hmm. it's not to say that politics isn't necessary. It's to just to say that my life is tailored in a way that doesn't, see its utility to be spoken about because i don't like i couldn't you have to be active you have to do stuff you have to kind of not all that kind of shit and the list of that kind of thing goes on if somebody was talking about golf and all, like, i couldn't t- i couldn't even you know what it's kind of like as well this is kind of it's kind of funny when i was younger i used to be super into football like all the time like i had teams and all that kind of shit and then like highlights and i'd be like totally engaged nowadays i say this to my son the other day my level of interest in football is i watch a highlight right i watch it have no idea what stage in the league either team is and just enjoy the game and turn it off. And that's literally what it's like. So the game's got drama in it, but I have no knowledge of it because it takes energy to go over there. Also interested in that kind of shit and what you're focused on. But but yeah, just essentially that's all. It's just a general, it's really, it's a really helpful thing for, for navigating away from things that are stressful or fucking like you can't, remove it from your life straight away but like, it's going to take time so what can you do you can kind of fucking focus on something that's like you know productive positive and it just it alleviates you for that shit you know well, it's yeah when you think of it in a, a neurological kind of way you have an ingrained pathway that is stimulated overly so uh because it's used to that 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 usual flow state but then uh kind of butcher no, the, the state of flow rather than a flow state yeah, yeah. Um, through the brain. Whereas then you've got to consciously learn another behavior. You've got to dig a new ditch and, and convince that energy to go down there. But once you do, the other ditch gets smaller and that one is becomes that new and grand pathway. It is, it's about recognizing that yeah, you can obviously buy all manner of things, go cold turkey, I suppose, some things you can wean down, you can replace things or whatever else, but you should ultimately always have something else to, focus on in a way to not necessarily fall back on but to know that you've got there to move forward as long as you're always going forward if that's your main channel and you then are i can't move forward with this let's move with this and build that up until that overgrows and moves around it and it's just like a plant growing you're chasing that sun that sun is the motivation within you that passion that thing that most people i think struggle to verbalize let alone ever have the ability, uh, the the fortitude, the the position of privilege, or the opportunity to manifest, 
Do you know what I mean? I think a lot of people have, like I said, have this thing, that spark, whatever this word is, this standing that we're using. But I don't think that they've had the opportunity to sit with themselves long enough to recognize it. Or worse, they've had it, they've brought it out and they've had it crushed in the world. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think that's that's the worst thing is you see it and obviously kids, man. That's why I was saying good on you for the for the way you're raising your son, man, is that so many people through not just their conscious words and what they'll do to raise their child in terms of discouraging them or encouraging certain behaviors, but in terms of the actions and the example that is set for them, you know? Mm. No, I appreciate that a lot, man. I think he's actually in a lot of them. And it's funny because when I've been doing these series, the trailers for the series, I forgot that it's like his voice will pop up. Like, oh yeah, I forgot he did that voice. Like, so there's one of them where he, where he runs, um, I think it's uh, a hemp in hand, I think. Yeah, it's that one. And I sense the kind of man runs out of the fucking building and there's a red van. And I, I remembered that it, I forgot, quite honestly, about what I'd watch later on. I was like, oh, yeah. But essentially, there's a voice where it's the um, kind of man's like, yeah, I'll tell you about hemp. And then, like, yeah, essentially, turns around and says, like, he goes, I'll tell you. And he goes to jump in. And then kind of man kind of shoots him down. He's like, I'm standing here in a fucking cannabis outfit, man. I've got it covered. You know, that kind of shit. <laughs> um, and he also does this bit where the, when they're running at the building, there's a red van and, and he shouts, he's like, go, let's go, go, go. I forgot he did that. So I'm like, oh, yeah. So it's just, it's, it's kind of cool, man, because it's like, you know, it's um, it's the same. Both of them are in the movie as well. Um, mm. You know, they're the birds in the movie. So uh, it's, it's fucking, I mean, what's like, that's, I should ask you, what was your favorite part? Like when you watched it, you've seen it twice now. You watched it in the theater, which again, man, incredibly grateful that you came over to watch it. That was insane. Um, for you to be able to watch it, but it's piece of history, piece of history, man. It's my my pleasure. Um, because again, it's, it's to share in that space that you had created. As I've, I've made events, I've never quite animated and produced in the same way, but I've deliberately set up and produced events to create that. And I know the power, as we spoke of, of that. And yeah, I suppose quite maybe selfishly, I wanted to share in that. Do you know what I mean? But I, also, I that's wanted not to, selfish. Wanted to that's, be that's, there to show support. But it was yeah, yeah. That's not selfish, man. Sorry to interrupt, but that's you're like like individuals such as yourself is the exact definition of the event. Like quite honestly, it's almost second. It's like the the, the product's almost secondary to the the attendees. Essentially, yeah. like that is sincerely on the very depth of it like that because without people showing up to watch it there's nothing to see like if i wasn't like if it's that thing if there isn't if the art's on the wall and there's nobody to see it is there still art present you know that's what i mean that, so it's, that's the creative know. version of the tree falls in the woods that is no you make a very valid point you no know, so it's like you're like honestly i appreciate mm. it a lot you've been there but, but yeah i mean what's Respect your like your, your your favorite part would you say uh, i would say i massively enjoyed i mean it just this is going to be huge spoil. I'll give you a warning now, guys. Spoilers, if you really don't want to hear some insight in the movie, yeah. fucking give me two minutes. Uh, <laughs> I thought the intro was fucking fantastic, hilarious, good subversion. Um, yeah, I, I just, yeah, we've seen it in a few other things that have adapted, but I thought your execution of it was was very good in terms of the roast of the audience. Um, <laughs> I massively fucking enjoyed the parody of the adverts. I thought they were fucking hilarious. One of my questions here is, would you consider actually doing just a standalone thing of just parodying fucking adverts? Because they were fucking hilarious. Um, yeah. I appreciate you saying that, man, right? Because the thing is, I've thought of it. That's so funny. There has been, like, that's passed my mind. So I've got one, the only ones I'll, men <laughs> the only ones I'll mention, right? And it came from an idea of sitting with my son. We're sitting playing FIFA. And so I've had an idea of our, an ongoing little parody type thing like that. And it's two commentators. And it's one commentator that's just a dick to the other one. Didn't know even meaning it. And it's taken for FIFA. We're sitting playing FIFA. And it's like, the guy's like, 
yeah, so I'm fucking Derek Steves. Well, I can't remember the fucking name. Well, I'm Derek Steves. I'm here with fucking um, um, Stuart Irwin. How you doing, Stuart? Yeah, well, Derek is good. Not right, not right now, Stuart. There's this fucking thing happening. That kind of shit, right? Yeah. And so we can you could really play on that in a lot of different circumstances. Where the guy on the left, fucking Stuart, literally, he's like, so how are you today, Stuart? He's like, oh yeah, I mean. You know, my wife's just fucking, I've just found out she's cheating on me and that, and my kids, they, they hate me. Well, not, not, we have no time for this, dude. <laughs> oh, you know, and it's that kind of shit. And I was like, that would be funny as fuck if we were to fucking make that, and you know, that kind of shit. Um, but yeah, apart from that, no. Um, and what's funny about the adverts as well, what were you going to say? So I was just in my head there was just, yeah, you build the structure of the them two, and it's just different sports every episode. And they just get more and more absurd. Like, but, it, but point, it's yeah. of like an extreme, like, like you know, the Mexican goal kind <laughs> of thing of like that energy and like curling or chess right. commentary. Do you know what I mean? Oh, we're here at like the uh, the Scouts of America finals of dodgeball under 12s yeah. <laughs> so, or whatever. It just it'd get absurder and just like, yeah, I think having the grounding of the two commentators with that established relationship and just changing that frame because again you can go around the world and comment yeah. on the things that are brought into it um yeah i think that's fucking that that's hilarious sorry you were gonna say about the, no, the, the adverts no that's interesting you say that as well man because like, that's that was a really creative little turn you took there like that's interesting because what's happened there as you suggesting that like the sport to change because i never changed my mind it was always football right and that's a rigid thing so that's so that was a creative fucking point to make because if the sport's changing you've just opened up an extra three seasons mm-hmm. of fucking content just by that variance so no that's fucking high five man um the advert wise interestingly there's it was a fucking peculiar thing man so I was I was not going to put in the third again ultra spoilers. This is the last time this will be said. If you've not watched the film and you're pissed off, that's unacceptable. Like that's just no <laughs> good. Um, but no, so the adverts, it's like the the Thoragra, right? That was so in my mind. I was like, I was going to I was going to try and construct a snoozle bar and try and actually sell it at the event. But I'll be honest, man, <laughs> I got about three or four weeks out, and and I just was fatigued. I was like, ah, the 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 logistics of making this happen wasn't even there, and I was just like, ah, fuck it. And I do feel disappointed about that because it does feel like it was co- equivalent to me being like going 95 percent you know mm. so i was like i should i had the idea so i should have manifested it and brought it into existence but i just didn't i was like oh, fuck it so there's a part of me that's kind of like me you should have had that in the folder there should have been a snoozel bar wrapper in the folder you know mm. and that's that's where these learning curves will be handy for the next time and it's kind of like making sure that it's like when you have that because it's a similar feeling it's just a different it's just dressed differently a different context you know but it'll be the same feeling again where i'll be like nah i have the choice to do this idea or not and i'll remember that moment of like you're missing a fucking snoozle bar in the in the folder kind mm. of thing. But um, but yeah, so the, the, the snoozle bar and the Thoragra um were where the two they came about as an idea where I was like, I need to have something concurrent throughout the entire thing. I need to make it so that there's like a thing mentioned continuously because it will allow the viewer to have like again a familiarity of touch and base. I'm like, I remember mm. that we're all sharing in this experience. And I was like, right, I have to mm-hmm. have something that's like that. And I was trying to think, and at the very beginning, it was funny, when I was doing the audios and I heard myself recording it, I was writing Snoozo Bar in the script and I was recording and calling it a, a, a snuggle bar. <laughs> 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 so I was like, I was editing over and I was like, eh? I was like, it's a snoozle bar, dickhead. You know, and I just forgot because at the time I hadn't even decided what I was calling it yet. You know, so it's kind of uh, funny. See, see because of... I know your voice, and I've obviously I've just literally watched it in my head. There it was like Valentine's Day special snuggle bar, 
and it's like infused with fucking whatever like yeah. chinese herbs that are like <laughs> aphrodisiacs and whatever else and it's like limited edition i guess no what's funny though is i was gonna have the snoozel <laughs> bar infused with cbd and i was mm. gonna sell it and i'll be like yeah that's the cannabis theme there so i'd have that mm. in it, but i just it never happened and i should have done it well, i'm disappointed do you remember i'm a big fan of kevin smith uh in his movies um and obviously he got the opportunity the other year to release uh jane silent bob as like a cannabis company and they do snoogans snoochie boochies yeah something else of like joints pre-rolls of, of cultivars that they've right. selected for this so in my head i can see in the future like a line of these things like Thor Agro again is being like a cannabis supplement for the, <laughs> the vitality in the bedroom. And like the snoozel bar again will be like 500 milligrams warning. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's funny that because with the, the Thor Agro, so that's what was interesting between those adverts, obviously, is the Amsterdam advert. And that's mm-hmm. essentially the foundation for the film. That's essentially. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, that's that that will be a, a good um again, that kind of fid, like fizzled itself down. So that was one of those moments where I was kind of like, I need to have adverts. Um and I, and I was like, obviously, the try to think about where they were going. You know, I was like, I'll make it. So I was like, Amsterdam's just cannabis. So I was like, this is a stoner film, but at the same time, I want there to be like a depth of philosophy behind it. Um, so and that's what was kind of cool because it's kind of like that chipping away thing where I was, we were talking about before. Whereas over the course of days and, and weeks, as I'm drawn, so at the same time as there's there's two parts to it. There's I'll have the storyboard, the, essentially the pad, and I'll draw like loose sketches based on the the imagery that's present straight away. Right, and and this is where it's like, you know, and that's where it begins. It's just like loose sketch, sketches first, and then it's kind of like a back and forth of in my mind and outside. That's what it's kind of like. Um, sounds fucking stupid, but um, but yeah, and that's that's essentially what it was. So I was like, well, I've got the, the snoozel bar and the Thoragra. They'll be the concurrent things all the way through it. I was like the Amsterdam advert. That'll be the the springboard into the next thing. And then it just popped to my mind. I was like, oh, I'll throw the fucking animation in when they're like, oh, hey, this will be fun. Let's roll another joint. And then I was like, boom, and then I'll throw the animation in because then that will remind everybody that this is actually the fucking this is the this is a Canaman episode, but it's a movie, you know. And I was like, that will give them the Canaman like the. The, the feeling is because because that's what was in my mind that's kind of like what am i like with episodes of stuff and i got a feeling as soon as the fucking trailer comes up like mm-hmm. with each episode the simpsons family guy it's different sensations but it's both like eagerness interest what's coming and i'm assuming for people that are like they, if they follow the kind of man stuff that they'll have a similar sensation that will be unique to them when that tune comes up mm-hmm. and that's what i was thinking well that'll be perfect i'll throw that right at the beginning of the film because then that will give them that feeling and then they'll be in kind of man world and i'll be like just sitting chilling you know and that's what was cool and i was fortunate enough to have you know um both like contributing music essentially which helped as well for the travel and stuff um but but yeah it's mental man it's mental to think that it's just that, yeah it's cool yeah with the obviously your uniqueness in terms of the style of animation does a lot of the the ground the groundwork it you, you're never not in that universe as it were you're only in the world that you've created because you've obviously physically created it all yeah. um but yeah you have those moments where you you kind of check back into it they're um, more often than not comedic obviously because of the the creativity and the humor in, in the writing but also in the juxtaposition of the way that you allow the film to ebb and flow in an emotive tale um and i think the one of the questions i suppose i wanted to ask you again this is we're just continuing on the spoilers here uh, i don't think any of these spoilers actually detract from the movie either guys so worth checking out and obviously for the same price you get all the couch skits and everything else and behind the scenes so worth doing um but when he goes into or he has the experience of sort of 
I don't know who you you titled the the character as uh, in the credits. The but when he sort of, yeah, when he when he sort of meets meets that individual and he has that. Oh, the, I call him the alchemist. The alchemist. When he meets the alchemist and he kind of has that conversation of this explosion of symbology uh in, in in various places <laughs> of, of different sort of mystical traditions and and sort of all the r- rituals and um again yeah i think the the it 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 only ever advances upon what you've already created in the universe that you have through the the series and the couch skits that you it's the consistency of the characters as we were talking to about the potential thing of the the commentators it's that's what grounds it as long as them two are in it it almost doesn't matter where they are because their relationship is what forms it. So anytime you do what you've done there to try and draw them back into it, it just comes across wonderfully humorous as a means by which to then go, okay, step into the next bit of absurd. And then the more familiar you are with the characters, the more absurd you could get with the expansion of it. Because again, you're then curious of how these characters would react into that space. Do you know what I mean? It's like the excitement people used to have for uh, superheroes before like the multiverse came along and it took away all of the 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 drama and the dread i mean and that's what leads me to my, my point of the my, my third favorite part of it was was the end was was you know donnie's reaction the actual moment it scored really well the pace is really well um that you're like well shit you know what i mean like is kind of man dead and there is that an actual moment where it, <laughs> it lingers it almost lingers a moment too long in an uncomfortable way like not because of an as a, a critique of the 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 scene but more in terms of it feels uncomfortable because like, i know you need to tell me he's fucking fine now <laughs> Do you know what i mean you need you, you want the relief because you feel so or i personally felt especially with the second time both times but i guess most of the second time because i didn't quite have i wasn't lost to the awareness of other people and i wasn't in yeah. the comfort of my own my own environment um but yeah, the empathy, the moment of, I need to comfort this giant rabbit. Why is nobody comforting the giant <laughs> rabbit? Do you know what I mean? And then it to what I'm, I'm not going to speak of what kind of happens of, of next of it, but there is then a moment of resolution and it, it, the story kind of moves moves forward. Um, but yeah, the, the, the lingering moment of that is, uh, I, I don't feel like I'm overhyping you here, but it's like, it's like, it's like tragically beautiful in a way. Yeah, it's, it's like you, can, you, you, you get it in the sense of like, I get what you're going for here. You got it on the fucking nail, yeah. but I need you to resolve this now because I don't want to. I don't <laughs> want to get upset to an animation. Do you know what I mean? It just, yeah. that, again, not to make a judgment of it, is there is just something to it of just like my damn, damn, and then yeah, the resolution comes, and I think then again the the reveal that dun 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 kind mm-hmm. of moment sets it off brilliantly, and it it sets it sets you off. I mean, and then the the credits. I thought the credits was really creative. Yeah. Um. In terms of the hangover esque kind mm-hmm. of photos at the end, I thought was was a really creative choice. Uh. And and way to kind of to to move into the the final credit board, whatever you call that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think structurally, as I've said, like really worth the time. Something I will watch. I think you know periodically from from time to time i look forward to then next one being out i'm like all right we get to stack them that's what you <laughs> enjoy about old movies that when they, they stack really well but oh, there's a fourth one all right that means i get to watch one two three then number four that's a great thing to say you have no idea that that'll be in my mind for a long time man because i never even thought about that what i thought was just i don't know i just it's like I, there's like you don't stay on the past um my, my thing but like with the, the like 
Oh man, it's just a like when you said that about the emotional moment. Um, it's interesting because when I when I rewind back to when I was making that moment, that was I was really specific about the, the that scene, like yeah. uh, like about timing, like because inevitably timing is that's it gives you everything, obviously. But that scene in particular, I was really like, this is important that people. This is like the the central fucking thing in the film. Um, that was really fun, and I think that's one of the things where it's like so the next film. The Donny movie, I'm, I want to have a lot of that, and I don't mean uh, to 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 devalue the moment. I just need mean I need to have more moments of emotional connection to the film, and I think that might come as a sacrifice of the comedy. That I think it'll be because the the whole base of the Donny movie, and I'll not go into too depth because it's a different conversation essentially, um, and it won't be getting fully started until January. But I have storyboard ideas and it's a relatively um solid foundation um i know what the first couple of scenes are i know that i'm going to be including a lot of f- like famous fucking movie scenes such as like one and for the got the good fellas when joe pesky's sitting with fucking um with ray Liotta and he's like how you how am i funny what am i climbing i fucking amuse you that shit so i'm gonna have that scene in it and i think donnie's gonna be joe pesky and then kind of matter with the other thing right there's gonna be a scene um when uh, Donnie he sees a, he sees a psychiatrist, so he sits in the psychiatrist's waiting room that the same waiting room that Tony Soprano sat in, yeah. and there's a statue where she's kind of like she's got like um, hands behind her head stuff like that. That statue, and then then uh, the professor, the the fucking the Doctor Melfi comes out essentially, and she's like Mister Soprano, and I'm going to do that, but have it as Donnie, because um, the basis of the fucking Donnie movie is that Kahneman, um he's dead. That's what this is. Spoiler alert! You know what we're talking about a minute ago. Um, but he kind of is dead, um, you know. He's and that's what that's what the basis. And Donnie's struggling, you know. That's what this is. It's that it's the that it starts off and it's really dark. And in my mind, I'm like, this might be an 18, um, because mm-hmm. I really because the thing is that's what the basis of the film is. Is that Kahneman and Donnie are like, um, re- as I said, lots countless times, countless times essentially. Um, is that Kahneman and Donnie are representations of the psyche? Kahneman's the super ego and the ego. So he's like mechanical. What we're going to do? How we're going to fix this thing? And he's also long term planning, wise, rational, all that kind of shit. Donnie is meant to embody the, the entirety of the id where it's just all impulse based um, desire based, pleasure based violence, um, all the socially undesirable characteristics of the psyche Donnie's supposed to incorporate, that's the basis of his character and I think that's what's so fascinating about how many people tell me that he's their favourite that's really interesting, um, I don't know what it says but it certainly says something um, so the basis of that, so I'm, I've been trying to think to myself like, what would it look like if you had somebody that was in, completely encapsulated by the id characteristics and that person went through a breakdown. Like, what would that look like? Like, if the, like the like the worst social undesirable characteristics, you know, the violence, pleasure based bullshit, over intoxication, every every form of undesirable personality characteristic, right? And they were going through a breakdown. Right. But that's that's relatively entertaining in the context of an animation. And in real life, that's a dangerous circumstance and a tragedy for everybody involved. But in the context of this. You can do a lot with that, with Donnie, doing that situation. So Kahneman's dead. He's no longer around. Donnie's struggling. It starts off essentially with him on the couch. Um, again, you speak your future, you get people visualising it, magic starts. Donnie's sitting on the couch. He's got the fucking, like, a whiskey in one hand, he's got a joint in the other, and he's just sitting there, and the, the house is in a total state of dis, dis, disrepair. And the couch is all ripped. It's the same purple couch, but it's faded as fuck. It's all ripped, it's destroyed. The wallpaper's all fucked. The house is fucked. It represents the state of the decay that Donnie's gone through. Um 
and he's sitting there. <laughs> this is the first time I've said this on, on camera, so this is going to be funny. Um, I've said this to a few people in person, and the response is funny. That's why I'm laughing. But anyway, so this scene, that's what I mean. The film's going to be the darkest fuck. The Ed embodied through a depressive state. So so Donnie's sitting there. He's got a whiskey in one hand. He's got a joint in the other. It's going to be an angle. It's all dark. It's going to just be flickers for the fucking screen, um, uh, like behind him, or like obviously that kind of stuff. Like it's, it's, the whole room's not lit. But the television's lighting it, and it's a relatively poor signal, that kind of shit, right? And uh, and he's going to be sitting there, and there's going to be an angle where you see it, and it's all just from chest height, essentially, where it's like there's an angle on the sideboard where Donnie's got the fucking pills. The pills are open, they're kind of spilled. There's also a bottle of whiskey there, there's a joint in the ashtray, and there's a mobile phone. And that's going to have that angle, and it's going to be from that angle, like really close. Everybody probably picture this really close to the screen, and it's going to be going to see up to Donnie's chest, essentially, and he's going to, then he's going to have the draw of the joint. He's going to go that, and it's going to stay on an angle just above that angle, essentially, where it's still looking at him, like essentially chest height. He has a draw of the joint, he has a, a drink of the fucking stuff. People are watching it, and he's all stubble and shit. And, and he's like, eh. <laughs> He's like, people are watching it, like, getting into his own, and everybody's putting their own personality into what circumstances led them to this state of bullshit. And after sitting there after about, I don't know, 45 seconds, a minute or so, there's going to be, like, a head pops up, and he's been getting a blowjob from a hooker the whole time. <laughs> right? And the thing is, but then, and she's going to be like, oh, so did you enjoy that baby, all that kind of shit? And it's still just deadpan, nothing, just total stone-cold shit, and him just going, money's on the table. You know, and then it's just like it's not even a humor. Like we're laughing because it's ridiculous, mm. but it's like it's but it's not yeah. going to be any. There's no laughter involved. He's going to be serious, right? And then and then she's going to like stand at the door, pretty much say something along the lines of like, you know, it's been a few years now. You need to get over it, or or something like that that alludes to somebody's absence or or an event. And then he's going to be, and then and then she's going to say something like, at the very minimum, at least go to your appointment. And then she's going to turn around and fuck off. And then he's going to get a phone call. Uh, Don's going to get a phone call on, for the phone. It's going to light up. He's going to look at it from that same angle, from the pills and shit. Um, and uh, and his phone's going to light up, and it's going to be somebody of significance in relation to the film. Um, I'll not give you too much away. And um, and but at the same time, he's then going to like answer the phone or or, or the very minimum, like look at it. Or there's going to be an interaction. And then the next scene is going to be essentially him like the engine getting switched off or the car pulling up at the front and then a building on the outside, which is the psychiatrist's office, and him sitting in the fucking psychiatrist's office, which is like the same scene for Tony Soprano. He then goes in and he sits and talks to the psychiatrist and there are three moments which happen. And and I was thinking, I was like, that's interesting because it's three for the adverts as well. But that, that happens when he goes in here. Um, but I think I'll leave it at that, actually. Yeah, man, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm captivated. I'm captivated, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> Um, I'm not gonna ask the question I'm dying to, which is how he died, why he died, if he's gonna be dead forever, except for all the <laughs> others. We'll uh we'll let those spoilers be for, for next year's podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um uh but yeah, what else have I got here question wise? Uh I asked you about so yeah, we discussed sequel, advert parodies. Um yeah, one of the things that you you repeated twice, um in an interaction between Kanaman and Donnie was uh, this disagreement of what is a coincidence. Uh, could you, without, I suppose, I suppose though we've already covered all the spoilers, but just, yeah, ex- explain, explain that a bit between, because they obviously have this, this disagreement in that Donnie's like, everything's a fucking coincidence around the islands, fucking coincidence, or is this? And, and Kanaman's obviously like, no, there are no such things. Everything yeah. is a, what is it? A, Synchronicity. That's a great question, man. That's a shit hot question, man. That's so cool that you asked me that. Um, that's a cool question because that's that's kind of again central to the the theme of the film, um, implicitly, really. But again, obviously, the cameraman does obviously echo it a lot, so it kind of explicit in that sense. Um, but yeah, man, like that's the basis, obviously, that like 
I use synchronicity in the word because everybody knows Carol Jung's synchronistic terms, even though he's taken it from like Greeks and all these different other fucking um, examples of this stuff. But there seems to be a a, a relative con consensus through different ages, which have indicated that there's like a, it's like a unified field of connection, and every incident is connected in some form to to something else. And it's just a butterfly effect. A lot of people will understand what this is anyway. Um, and that's where so Kahneman's whole basis of this thing is that um, he's kind of informed by the alchemist about this. He's kind of like, he's always, the, the basis of it is because Kahneman's never really spoke about it explicitly through any couch or any episode because it's still, the series is still in its fucking infancy. Um, so this has been the first example of it and it's, I just thought it'd be easier to just make it, this is how he thinks of life. So he has to have a, has to have a trigger to that. Um, so that's why he's like, he's kind of like, um, that's why when he meets the alchemist and that's what's so interesting because it's got the philosopher's journey on the outside. That's what the shop is because that's the basis of what we're all engaged in in some form is it's a, it's a philosopher's journey. If you're awake and paying attention that you have at the very minimum, right? If you're awake and paying attention, you have the philosopher's journey available to you. And if you're asleep and you're fucking watching TV and you're just like, nah, nine to five pay taxes, good night, everybody, then it's not going to be accessible to you. And I think that's where the difference is because people go, I don't have a fucking fate or a destiny. And then they tell you about their daily routine and you're like, yeah, I know that fucking daily routine has no fate or destiny. You have to kind of cultivate one, you know, and that's, that's what's so, and, but, and so what that tells me is that you're cultivating something that's internal. It's just been silenced slightly. It's just been kind of like fucking like neutralized in some form through comfort or through conditioning and all these different other fucking factors that we're all aware of. Um, so we all have something unique inside of us, right? And and the moment you, you become aware of that, the moment you start to be curious about what the unique thing is you have to offer, that's when you start your philosopher's journey. That moment where you start to question, I wonder what it is I'm here to give everybody. Like, I wonder what it is I'm here to offer everybody. I wonder what's, what the thing is that I'm here to give. What's that, that quote? Um, everyone has two lives. And the second one begins when you realize that you're here for a reason or something like that. Yeah, I can't remember what the quote is, but yeah, it... I, it's true though, man. I mean, this information lives in the ether, and I've been fortunate enough to find some of this information as a consequence of just pushing myself through a craft, and then the craft gives you this stuff. And that's the same for most people. Some people like it's some form of stress. That's what it seems to be. It seems to be in alignment with stress. It seems to be you don't learn as much when you're all comfortable all the time. Um, but yeah, that's all it is. So the Kahneman thing. Kahneman is informed that everything's connected. Um, like every instance leads to the next one, and it couldn't have happened any other way. Um, and the free choice, the free will element is from Kahneman's perspective, more of a navigational thing. That's what it seems to be. That's what like it's it's more like you're navigating towards a general region in life. And that's where your free will is constrained because people think that free will is the complete totality of any choice at any given moment but that's just not the case as we all know i mean fuck if you ask somebody a question and they had a poor diet for the past fucking if they only slept or any of that kind of they're, they're, they're immediately they're limited based on these yeah. biological factors so it's ridiculous to think that free will is all-encompassing um so by that means then that there's a there's a very fine bandwidth of result that can happen in any chosen circumstance and that fine bandwidth of result is most likely a direct representation on a on a micro scale of what the, the geometric fucking movement is on a macro scale and that's just mm. a small social fucking action a small social direction in alignment with many others other people next to you and all of a sudden you've now got a social movement it's bizarre um so yeah so that's what kind of believes it's all synchronistic we're all connected it's all one unified wi-fi fucking hub we were all interconnected to um figuratively speaking obviously and then donnie it's all he's 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 meant to incorporate your cold 
fucking atheistic scientist guy that's just you know it's just like there isn't any soul in life mm. it's just it's kind of just like overgrown bacteria that kind of shit mm. interesting interesting yeah I, I do like watching the interactions between them when that's kind of brought up and i think it is quite succinct uh, the way it's described even though i can't repeat it verbatim right now and i don't yeah. think nor should i i think people should again watching uh, links below uh it's, it's, sorry it's interesting actually because so just uh, what i was going to say was as well like when you're in the alchemist thing and the in the philosopher's journey shop i don't know if you noticed this but again these are huge spoilers man but fuck everybody if they know where at this point um it's like there's there's like a, the map on the side and it's got the island drawn on it and then there's a knife right in the middle of the island mm. and it's supposed to be because the whole basis of the thing is what i'm not said and this is the literally the last part of the movie is that at the very end there's about three seconds where the alchemist's forehead lights up as a cannabis leaf mm. like what does that mean and that's mm. what's interesting it's like i've literally left that open and nobody's asked about it because it's like because what that was supposed to suggest and maybe it was just pure artistic um display on my part that maybe nobody's asked about it but what it was supposed to indicate was is Kahneman the alchemist is that what that's supposed to be? Is and because because he knew like and that's why Cameron's like you look familiar, you know, you seem familiar that kind of yeah. shit. Um, and it's supposed to be that that's it's supposed to be. I mean, I'm playing on two different concepts really. Whereas that um, you know, the alchemist is meant to be the representation of immortality. Mm. That's what I'm kind of like and like back and forward with because Cameron fell off the cliff. There was a camera scene that the oh, camera scene. I fucking drew it. You know what I mean? There was a perspective. Um, <laughs> fucking hell. Um, there was a perspective where you see the entire cliff. You see Donnie at the top, and you see that, that he's nowhere to be seen. Mm. So that so there's nowhere to be seen, and yet just before he arrives back, the alchemist pops up in the moon, and then there he is. Da da. And that's why it's supposed to be like the whole movie is magic. That's what that's supposed to be, that, that magically yeah. he reappeared. And it's based on the concept of immortality that is, is relatively timeless. And you're more like an expression of the time and um, what was going on at that moment through a particular craft or, or endeavor or something like that. And that's what it seems to be like. You're just like this little movement in a fucking, on a stream and in, in the wind or something, you know, and you're just kind of like a specific color in that fucking shade, you know? It's, yeah, it's interesting. So I, I took it as being the, yeah, the alchemist was basically like all knowing of his inner the the master in all of us. You know, the the voice that is quietest but is wisest within us. Mm. Um, and the yeah, I, I clocked that. I clocked even like there's a lot of things I I still say I was very fucked up by the number twenty three, the movie with Jim Carrey at one point. And it got me into twenty three, and then like the arrangement of books and various certain things were animated in twos and threes, and this arrangement of this. There was a clock like. 111 at some point on a clock and uh yeah the snake eating its own tail the fucking the 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 triangles and the sacred geometric geometric shapes and the yin and the yangs and it was i i enjoyed all of them as just being signals of things to pay attention to wherever they were they were things that were important uh, and that kind of man should then draw attention to and then obviously the more attention you drew to things the more of these things that were around um and then sort of the, again with not, not too many spoilers at the end um that moment, yeah, where you kind of make that reveal, and then when he's kind of revealed to be cool, earlier in the movie, you you showed the clip when he first got the four twenty stuff on him, and he showed that he could grow a cannabis plant out of his hand. Yeah, and it was so in the moment, it was you flashing with the alchemist was basically Canaman using, becoming in a way, touching that potential and bringing it into the present to use that power, manifest it, control it in a way 
that saved him, but mm. was again where action can be perceived as magic. Um, to Donny, not not necessarily being conscious of that process in the same way that Canaman was, mm. that's an impossibility. Whereas yeah. the Canaman in that moment, it was a rational response and action, mm. and. Yeah, again, it's, it's it spoke towards again of follows the origin of both characters in a way. It to me felt like again what they kind of do with modern movies now, where a movie used to be encapsulated in and of itself, and now you make the first one to get the second one to get to the third, and together that's the story that would have originally been in a movie. Mm-hmm. And it just felt like that starting chapter of Canaman kind of being like, but there is real power here. You know, I have real, real potential. It's not just that, yeah, it's given us this and X, Y, Z. I now have this mission. You know, we even the, the, the facing of the, 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 the monster at the end. I'm not going to reveal who the monster is. Yeah, that's at least the one secret we'll leave to this. <laughs> um, but deliberately choosing Donnie, we've got to face this and and going for it. Yeah, that is literally again is in that Joseph Campbell hero's journey kind of way. It's 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 archetypal to that story yeah. in 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 a Jungian kind of way even. Mm. Um, and I thought, yeah, there's a lot of different, obviously quite highly westernized because we're we're both white dudes in the west and in the fucking north of uh, the UK. Um, they're touching on certain philosophies that I thought mingled together really quite well, uh, mm. but without it coming across preachy or too. Uh, esoteric you know what I mean mm. to like oh you've got to know to know you can mm. know, know these symbols at a glance yeah. and have an identity an, I- an idea of what it is that they symbolize you know yeah it's great to hear this man it really is because I mean, like I say it's, it's not I don't think I've had anybody that's described their their interpretation of the movie in, in depth uh, most people are kind of I, I don't I've not really I've not really actually had many conversations really about the movie whatsoever um, and I think about it I'm actually struggling to think of one. <laughs> um, yeah, because even when that when like the dude that came in before and he said he was like, uh, oh, "You have to make it longer, the next movie longer." That mm. wasn't uh, him telling me about the film. He was just in the past and he popped in and left. It was like so. Mm. Anyway, yeah, um, yeah. No, it's it's cool that you noticed that kind of stuff, man. One of the things that's interesting that it's like again, it's that whole psycho like interpersonal psychoanalysis thing that I do. Um, there's the what I've noticed the most is that the movie is like a huge representation of my entire th- mind thought process. Like that's why I was like, I'm just this is just like an outlet. This is like a fucking like this is like my you know what it's like. Most men have views and opinions on the world, and they're eager to describe what they are. Most men are like that. It's something fundamental inside of us that we're kind of like, now nah, I know where I'm going, and I'm walking this way, and I know stuff, and this is my story. That shit. We all have that inside of us. Some people might be like, no, I don't have that, but it's just because nobody's next to you to fucking listen. You know, you still got it there, bro. Uh, but yeah, and I think that's what the movie is. That's what the movie is. It's like because I genuinely believe that that's what's that's how I like the what's going on now. It's um, it's often nice one. That's a side point. No, I think I've just had somebody... Uh, yeah, there's a great point. Somebody's just fucking subscribed to the website. Dickheads, get joining. Nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah, links um, below, links below. Yeah, there we go. There's an ultimate fucking plug or what. But uh, but no, yeah, it was just that's all it was, man. It was fucking... It was cool to, to be able to have mm. an outlet to describe that kind of shit. And I just thought, I don't know. There's a part of me that's kind of like... So the Donnie movie has to be of equal magnitude. It can't. It has to be of equal uniqueness because that's one of the, like. I have to like. Do you know what I mean? It has to be. It can't be lower. Will it has it, to be. Will it be as? Because again, as I've just sort of articulated from my interpretation, I feel obviously from knowing you as well as I can. For all we have the chats that we do and 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 whatever else, not in person. 
Um, I felt that it was quite a representation of, as you said, you, your thoughts, your philosophies, and it was quite distilled quite nicely into being, you know, a concise representation. And as you were saying, that represents the the ego, uh, sorry, the ego and the superego, yeah. uh, as it were, in the Freudian sense, and the Donny is a standing for the id. If you're then going to do the id, is this also a, 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 a personal exploration of yourself? Are you in some way going to... Um, I can't actually remember if we were just, I think we were discussing this before camera or maybe on camera today. Um, about being when I was being honest about something, and you you kind of yeah. went, actually, I didn't at first think I agree with that, but actually, no, I do the same thing. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, is it going to be that kind of thing where it's that insight? Because I feel that that is a another one the best creations that I've seen are the best creatives are people who almost their work is inseparable from the creator. Mm. They, they can't help but intertwine it and because of that it has an authenticity that cannot be replicated it is so genuine that it becomes all the more appealing to to observe or to to uh digest in a foot in a foot in any form because it just feels it's, it's rich it's yeah. nutritious it's got more to it you can yeah that's raw that's yeah. right yeah. yeah yeah no 100% so interesting simple you're saying that man I would probably say that the Kahneman movie is a representation of my my ego and my super ego because the Donny movie, that's one of the things that's quite interesting is that just by indulging in the thought process, which is inev inevitably the initial stages of the creative process, um, indulging in the thought process, I feel that heaviness of, mm -hmm. of the, the having to focus on his character and having to focus on, and then it reminded me of, um, and this is again, this is just a couple of days, maybe half a week or something like that, maybe five days, um, that I'd sat and I'd done this of like, establishing some form of storyboard over this five days and then I got back to the fucking the next thing I was doing anyway. Um, so I was like, yeah, so, and that's what I felt. And it reminded me of um, the guy that created Breaking Bad. And he said this thing at the end of the series when he was kind of, when he had like half a series left um, and and um, and that was going to be over. And they, they asked him what you're going to miss the most. And he, and he says, um, I don't know what I'm going to miss the most, um, but one of the things I'm looking forward to is um, not having to be in Walter White's head. Mm -hmm. and it was that and i was like that was an interesting thing to say because you that's what you're doing you're constructing this character that's you're there man and that's what i felt that in the five days or so when i was really indulging and in, like that's what came up with the, the you know the, the good fellas thing and again there's the, the three things he says to the to the psychiatrist is really like fuck see, that's really explicit as i'm hesitant about even saying it because i'm like nah probably that'd be fun to see um mm -hmm. but what but even the essence of the three of them and um, and even the nature of the films that I've selected so far, Goodfellas and Sopranos, obviously two gangster type films. Also, I was going to put in some Pulp Fiction stuff, um, maybe, um, and just try and make it like I was. I was going to. I was contemplating putting in maybe like an Up in Smoke thing or something, but I was like, Nah, fuck, it's too light. And, and that's what I mean. I just need to. I need this to be, because it's interesting. Because I wouldn't even say it as a self exploration, but inevitably that's what happens. Uh, the, the 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 initial process of it is more like um, it's more like a an outward motion it's more like because because inevitably when you're looking at self-exploration that's then inward and your analytical introspective um but the initial process of creating the thing i think you can actually get lost if you try to do it the other way i think if you're if you're not be so responsive because that's essentially what it is at the beginning you're just kind of throwing tons of shit you know you're just throwing loads of ideas out and you just let everything flow and then you just kind of select the stuff and then you know or you know and that kind of shit whereas and then later on, once you've made the whole thing and you're sitting there months later, you're kind of looking at it like, you know, and then you get to like analyze it in a sense. Mm -hmm. um, so I wouldn't be surprised that that's, that, that would inevitably be the process. Um, in the Donnie movie, I think it'll be kind of ridiculous to, for me to think that by the time this thing's finished, that it's not going to be a representation of my head. 
like that's just going to be it's so every scene is going to like it's going to be like I, I, i've played with the idea of like what if i could make people leave <laughs> like, like that like what if i could make it that folk were like i can't watch this and just because of the content like that is as powerful as making people euphoric for hours after the Canaman movie <laughs> Like, if you can make, because we've all watched those movies, we've watched those films when it just stays with you in your chest for days because it was like, oh, that was too fucking hard hitting. No, well, that's if, also equal measure. There, there was a. Uh, crap. Sometimes my American law fucking fails me. There was a case uh, in the States, in the Supreme Court, that set um, precedent around what is profanity in movies. And the ruling was basically that you can show repulsive terrible horrific things as long as it has redeeming artistic merit and quality and i think you you could as long as it's to the spirit of that entirely obviously if it's just yeah i, 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 I don't know i was yeah. i don't know whether i was going to defend human centipede there or not in my brain like everything should be allowed to exist and whatever else in it's in whatever form you know because even in that form it's still a form of expression ego art so there is kind of a, a paradox in what i've just said in terms of the the precedent that was set by that mm-hmm. um but i think yeah what is the id the id is is manifest and think of the animated characters that you know of and you said it before it was interesting why people come up and say donnie's your favorite character who's mm-hmm. people's favorite character in futurama bender my who's son, who, yeah, who's people's favorite character in South Park? Yeah, Cartman. Cartman. Mm-hmm. He, do you know what I mean? Who's the yeah, favorite yeah. in the fucking Simpsons? It's going to be Homer well, or yeah. Bart, or yeah, yeah it's, exactly. it's it's somebody that can unfiltered just be themselves unapologetically and be accepted by the society around them. I think it's that acceptance mechanism that mm-hmm. I it wants more than anything, because ultimately we we act out often out of uh it's like Gabriel Martin spoke of kind of the, the the negative things that happen but also the negative the positive things that don't happen mm-hmm. do you know what I mean and, and these these form kind of our reaction to the stimuli of the world and our lives and um yeah we see characters like this and go that is freedom mm-hmm. but then what you don't see is the other side of these characters often the the shows themselves do quite a good job of humanizing them and and you know bringing their emotive side to it to balance it out that yeah they will express themselves as xyz but they will face consequence to this and that will then force them into a position of an option of growth obviously that doesn't really work on a show where you reset every episode but there's still obviously always the the depiction of it in a way that there are consequences to it and I, I think that we recognize, as we were saying before that if you give the people all of the fucking things they'll still want something else if you truly liberate their id they're either going to form to a point of this will get us massively fucking censored, but fucking, <laughs> uh, how do you switch up his name? I can't remember what people were doing to switch up his name. The guy who's airplane people flew onto his island to do various things. You either move oh, to yeah. that that level of fucking depravity, or you find your own level of just going. Mm-hmm. See, that's what's interesting. Right? Shit, you know? No, no, no. That's that's an interesting point, right? Because inevitably, that's the case. And the way I've kind of rationalised it down to in my mind is that you don't sacrifice the artistic taste of the product for displaying extremeness for the sake of extremeness. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what it is. There are uh, inevitably there's a spectrum of everything, and and I think just personally, do you know what I kind of categorise it to, right? It's more along the lines of, uh, and it could just be personal because when I think about what I'm going to include in the film, I'm like, eh, someone, one of the fucking like, oh, like super violent shit. I don't know. 
and just as Donny, it's going to have to be, you know, that's just, and he's going to be going, you know, so there's, and there's a story, all that kind of shit. Um, but yeah, so I, I I put it down to the same category as when you sit and watch those real, and I might just be kind of a fucking loser, but like, you know when you watch the real murder mysteries, like real, these are real people, we have died and blah, 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 and real families have been destroyed. It's fucking gut-wrenching. Nobody's want to sit through that shit. I don't want to watch that. You know what I mean? I don't want like, and inevitably it's it's funny because and it, loads of people find it entertaining. It's entertainment in the, in the broader sense of the word, but I don't find it pleasurable by watching it. Whereas some folk like they'll sit and read uh, the book. What was it a child called it and all that kind of shit? They'll sit and read that shit. They'll open up a part of their life to include this. That's for me. It's too much, man. Life's fucking painful enough. I'm not going to indulge more, and that's how I categorize the same stuff. Is that there's certain things that I'm just not what I fucking hear about, man. It makes life too dark, man. Whereas you can have darkness and still be in the in the. It's still, it's almost in the psychological sense as play, like the actual real literal sense of play. It's like the most extreme form of that, you know. And that's mm -hmm. like, and I mean that in a in a psychoanalytical term, the word play. You know, and and, and and that's what it's like. And that's the, I think that's, it's only regarded in that category of play with a capital P if um, if it's maintained in a specific boundary. The moment it goes in, and I think that's where the interpersonal subjectivity comes in because like some folk, like at one moment, Donnie's going to be pure rattling a guy's head with a car door. That's like, some folk will be like, bro, this is, and it'll be like, you'll see the blood, that kind of shit. The folk will be like, that's too much. Whereas other folk will be like, no, that's contained in the boundary. And in my mind, that's contained inside the boundary. You go about when you go like reaching on to like fucking what you're describing there and all that kind of shit. Nah, man, it's, there's no fun in that. There's no fun in that. Mm -hmm. Family guy like to fuck with that shit. You know what I mean? That's because they, they do it artistically and it's that it does come across as funny. Like Louis C.K. talks about that kind of stuff. The comedian, mm -hmm. you know, and they do it really well. Personally, it's nah, man. I'm no, that's too heavy shit, man. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's like I said, it can be really interesting to see kind of how it it manifests uh, yeah. and and kind of works out. Uh, I take it. As Canaman alludes to in the movie, this won't be the last time we'll see Agent Crawford. There will be a continuation within the sort of cinematic universe of that story. Yeah, so he's um he's an interesting character because I'm in two minds what to do with him, and I'm trying my best not to be generic with any of this stuff. It's kind of fun, quite honestly, simple. When I think about the, the, the opportunities I have here, whereas I'm I'm like laying out the foundations of an animation series. That's what's and it's cool as fuck. And it's taken years to even get the opportunity to lay out the thing. That's why I mean it's taken tens of thousands of hours of creating comics to be able to do this and and that's it was 100% necessary like I couldn't have been doing this shit without those 10,000 hours of comics essentially um, and now I'm just at the beginning of this thing and what's interesting is that that's what can, there's a so Agent Crawford he will be in the second movie right he'll be in the Donny film 100% and I'm, in, I'm just in two minds um, what to what to do with his character because um I, like he is the he is the representation of the corporate robot he's the authority he's the policeman he's the fucking he's the he's the face of the authority but as i was seen in the film the Kahneman movie the the operator of the authority is behind him he was the guy on the laptop that he's sitting yeah he's like we've got enough information get rid of him that's the main guy he's the fucking boss you only seen him for seconds and that's where in my mind i'm like i don't know what to include because they've also got a small we've also got like a, a i wouldn't even say it's significant actually a storyline of caraman being um hyper advanced as a consequence of a boost endocannabinoid system so there's something there you could use you know what i mean but at the same time there's a part of me that thinks well there's also a timeline for each animation series right and the way i see this is i'm doing this when i'm in my 70s 
right? So what can I do to maximize? That's what this is, man. This is like, it's tatted inside, man. That's what this is. Um, so I'm doing this in my seventies, right? So what can I do to make sure that that fucking time frame is, is healthy throughout? Inevitably, there's going to be like falls and I'm like, this is a shit episode or that's what, that's what the comics are. I look over them. You can't be fucking on point all the time, but you know, as long as your statistics are up, then statistically you'll be fucking in the game. So as long as you're doing 60% of good shit, that's fine. Yeah, essentially, but let's make it fucking 98, you know? Um, but essentially, so the way I've seen that is like, so between now and in my fucking seventies, you know, and the fucking, I fall down on the fucking pad, right? What can I do to make that timeline go? And what it feels like to me is that I think starting off with, a, um, and it might just be the mind frame that I'm in as my uh, my time in life, you know, I'm fucking 33, how I'm looking at life, whatever. But it feels to me that including the the generic superhero formula of him being super fucking I'm advanced, all that kind of shit, um, I should leave that for a few years, essentially, mm-hmm. maybe two. And at the beginning, I'll just make him relatively gritty and raw towards reality and make Kahneman essentially human. That's what he is. Donnie's a six foot fucking talking rabbit. That's his what. But the, and so there's a small little implication, an implied basis that there's something supernatural going on, but no really anything. And it's just all based in like, a, what would a guy with a fucking cape do deal with shit like that? And then that means I can kind of go down the route of like dealing with fucking dealers and local shit. You know what I mean? And, and like, um, you know, and like that little, the, the normal commonalities between people who've experienced cannabis from the fucking all the way back in the you know, 60s, 70s, 80s, all the way through. You know, because that's what's more entertaining. There's no much entertainment when you're just going into a dispensary and buying a legal bit of smoke. That's not the case. But when it's actually in places, obviously like us as well now, um, but way back in the, I would say like 90s and 2000, that kind of thing, when it was even unavailable and shit like that, there were certain characteristics that were present by just trying to source it. You know what I mean? Like the communities involved of everybody chipping in 20 pence to get a ridiculous size bit of smoke. You know what I mean? All these different little fucking, little um, uh, like endearing things that can be used in the animation to kind of make it more cannabis centric. And then I could maybe, you know, and move it after that to then a superhero stuff because then it'll, like the gritty shit will only last so long, but it will eventually take its own course. But that's how I'm trying to see it. I'm trying to see how can I maximize longevity um, over the next fucking like 40 years of doing this kind of thing, you know? And that's yeah. why that, that thought thing I said earlier of the, what would it be like if you had every opportunity available to you? Because inevitably that's what's happening. That's what's going to be available. There's going to be a, a circumstance that's going to emerge in that timeline, like anything. If you're going to try something for a year, there's like a fucking 1% chance you're going to be successful. If you're going to try it for 40 years, the chances of you being successful is way statistically higher, man. Like mm-hmm. way more, just by increasing your time span of activity. So inevitably that's going to eventually reach a point where you have endless sources, endless resources to make this stuff. And what would that look like? And bizarrely, man, if I'm being honest, I keep seeing this 3D fucking head, man. I keep seeing this 3D kind of man where it's like all the way around. Mm-hmm. I keep seeing that popping in my head. I don't know if it's a VR thing or something, but recently when I've done that thing of what's it going to look like in scene five, like series five, six, seven onwards, or what, in the 20 year or whatever, there's that. It's like a 3D thing. And I just, that's all I can see at the moment. Just a fucking, I don't even want that. That's in shit, mm-hmm. but that's what keeps popping up. You know, just this 3D fucking head. Like like you see where McDonald's fucking sign spinning around or something. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I picture. Just kind of man's fucking head. <laughs> With this is again to have that hope and that ambition and to, to always level up, to, you know, step onto that plateau and to then go, I like this. I'm taking the view a minute and then go, you know what? I'm not going to get content here. To, to have that and almost to to have it in spite of yourself, mm. I think is a wonderful thing. I think that's what I often speak of when I speak of that ju- juxtaposition of being like burdened and blessed. 
Mm. Um, because it is, it's almost in spite of yourself that you are driven to do this thing. Oh, I could do this. And you're like, fucking brain, why did you think of that? You know, I'm going to try and do it now. Yeah. Did you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, I think that, that, that's epic. And it's, it's good to know that'll continue. I mean, in my head, it's like, 80s 90s James Bond or no it was more 90s James Bond where it became like Bond and whichever character became the secondary standing character and then they took on the two bad characters and it was like Bond had killed the main guy and the second guy would kill the second guy yeah. and it was it was kind of yeah that that take on it and then it got a bit like Kingpinny because of the way he's, he's kind of sat or like a uh, Goldfinger when he's got the cat <laughs> and I just I, again I just love the idea of as he done it the standing the big farmer isn't the big enemy per se it's the manifestation of it in this story and it alludes to another uh subsect of let's call it loosely dark magic as it were um the and again that's that yin and yang and i think the donny adding to that story gives the dark in the light of Mm. of the the yin of um of canaman and then yeah i think it, it it balances it quite nice I appreciate that, man. The thing is, it's going to be good with the Donnie thing as well because his his arc on the film is going to be that transformative thing. We're going to be, yeah, I've maybe spoke too much about the Donnie film, but no, it's it's going to be good. Um, really looking forward to doing that. And uh, the next thing to really look out for though is the episode. Uh, obviously, apart from the movie being uploaded today, but the next episode, which will be ready in about two weeks, and that's you know, for fashion's sake. I think I spoke about that before. Um, and that'll be good, and it's cool because I'm looking forward to like I see the advancements, but I do the series trailers, um, and now working on this episode, I see the work and progressing which is which is always encouraging um which is just it's kind of cool yeah man for sure it's a it's one of the things i always find uh wonderful about our conversations recorded or not uh is being inspired by the um continuous i would say what appears to me at least through our fucking conversations and through the the amount of work that you produce your unwavering commitment to to your vision and to mm-hmm. constantly being curious but committed do, do you know what i mean as you were saying yeah. to have these ideas and to want to explore them and to have the 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 fortitude and the confidence to be able to to do that live in, in a in a real space i think is something that is commendable and respectable man so thank you as always for the inspiration <laughs> well, thanks man i'm glad that's you're doing something right if you're inspiring people like that's what i mean yeah. that this is when i think about that because it's, it's so funny like when i said that when uh once the movie was finished the next day i'm right straight back to drawing and stuff it's like even though, right, like I've got two episodes of the season left, um, season two, um, and then I'll be completely finished that. But once I've done this episode, I'm going to start working on the Donnie movie. But I'll be honest, even though this episode's not finished, this is what it sounds ridiculous, but this is genuinely what this is what's like in my mind. Even though this episode's not finished, I've got two and a half weeks of work left, and I've not even started the Donnie movie. The only thing that's really passed through my mind on a constant basis is what season three is going to look like. Well, that's the only thing that in my mind I'm like, how is it going to be? And there's like a there's a a, a format that I'm trying to fucking apply mm. over the it's like Kabbalian rules and shit. I'm not too sure I'm playing with that, and um, but that's what keeps popping in my mind. It's like season three, and I'm not even start, I'm not even finished this episode. Still got two episodes left of series two, and the Donny movie's not even been made yet. And it's just like it's not even it was just when you're saying that it's kind of like a you know ambition, but it's, I don't know, man. I don't know if it's addiction or fucking what, but it's, it certainly feels sometimes like I don't really have a choice. It's, this is happening, you know. This is like this is mm-hmm. what's going. This is what's going on. Yeah, man. No, I think it's again, it's inspiring to see. It is, and it, it's it's great that you're now centralizing it all behind quite a simplistic sort of paywall of subscription, uh, which again, plug links below, folks. Uh, I will. 
probably in the next two days I should be signing up myself because uh, I didn't realize you've moved everything over so I, 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 I will support you because I understand what it is to be supported in the space yeah. and um I'll, I'll, I appreciate what you do I like what you do and, and like I said I'm, I'm curious and the fact that the way you've spoken up there gets me more um excited for what it is that you're going to produce because you're thinking about the long term it's becoming and adapting and growing in quite a quantum way in that all right crap if i've already thinking of this i can change this now and i've got the opportunity this on that could then mean this and it mm. it's all becoming in in a live form uh, again it's because it's all expressive of you as an individual and as as and of your journey um yeah it's 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 great to see it in, in a, a life form it's kind of like reality tv or a voyeuristic kind of thing in a way as well to, <laughs> to, to, do you know what i mean to be able to, yeah. to watch that and i think that's where yeah, we kind of fall as a species is we like that in a certain way, but then we get weaponized towards exceptionally negative content. Mm -hmm. We end up with that kind of confirmation bias uh, that kind yeah. of fucks us up. But yeah, I think it's uh, it's great work and I can't plug it enough, folks. Love it, man. Thank you so much. It's been brilliant, man. Yeah, as it has. I've really enjoyed this. Uh, I hope it doesn't take another 12 months, but if it does, it's a minimum. We'll get you back here uh, in 2024, which, God, when you say it like that, is yeah it's the future now but it's not yeah. today you know what i mean um yeah last question then same cliche when you get all the fucking time although you've probably just answered 90 percent of it other than canaman what does the future hold for you uh for the next 12 months or so that's like that's actually a brilliant question man because i've not mentioned this one bit in the interview i'm working on a graphic novel called take care mm. um and it's and that is will be the next thing finished um once the next episode's done um, and that's going to be because I've got about I've, on about page 35, there's about 69, 63 pages in it or something like that. Um, and yeah, that's the very first graphic novel I've ever done. I started it in 2020. Um, I was working in a care home just doing kitchen uh, dishes and shit like that. And uh, I just noticed that there's like the, the, the level of social action, social interaction, which is present in a care home is kind of fascinating, right? Because you're kind of looking at it through different lenses. You've got people from different ages that are all different carers and stuff like that. Um, you've got the residents, which have had different life experiences altogether. Inevitably, the life experiences of the residents are going to change as decades go on, all that kind of shit. So you've got you've got a a, a moving a like a kind of maneuverability there, um, and that's what I thought. And, and I thought there's there's a lot of social politics between the carers, you know, and that's why. So I thought, I mean, I've completely um, fictitious story. And the only thing that's the same is the building. So I drew the building the exact same. Um, is when I worked there, so it's the same building. Um, but I've called it Eden Villa. Um, I'll not say what the actual name of it, that's real building is. Um, but um, so yeah, so in the book it's called Eden Villa. Um, which is funny enough, my name of my doctor's nearby. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, fuck it. But Eden Villa, I thought that's quite a good name for that. Um, and that's what it's all about. It's a, it's a dark comedy. Um, and the reason why I call it Take Care is because it's all it's based on a care home, and uh, and it's essentially just about how the staff fall out, and one of the residents passes. Um, and it causes stigma and the care home has had a lot of damage and stuff like that and the care commissions um, coming in um, uh, soon like in the next day the, the whole story is over the course of like a day or something like that maybe two but I think I've done it over I think it's like two days or something like that maybe um, and uh, yeah and it's just that's all it is essentially and that, that'll be ready I'm, I'm, I was really hoping to be, have it ready for Christmas but I don't think that's going to be likely um, so I'm thinking at the very minimum the beginning of January at the very minimum um, but I would like it done before that quite honestly um, I know it sounds silly when I was talking about earlier how there's no time limit you know you just fucking focus on it but stuff's going to need to get done um, <laughs> um, yeah and it's like fucking yeah uh, that would be fun to have that done because I've not done a graphic novel before I've put some pages on my Instagram and uh, 
that's essentially it's just all going to be black and white. Um, there's going to be like a, a black border around the entire thing. It's going to be the rest of it's going to be monochrome, apart from the characters that are speaking, and they're going to be um, coloured. But the rest of the scenery and all that's all monochrome. Um, and and it's going to highlight a few like important issues. One of them about the pills that are given throughout the care homes. Another one when um, it touches on um, like staff when there's when there's a staff member on the floor or whatever that's been promoted to management and how that interacts with the people that they were previously colleagues with essentially. And then there's other one of um, when because there's residents in these care homes that have had a lot of money or they've had houses and shit like that, and the family's taking it, you know. And, and it's like just to put them in there just because of that. So I'm trying to touch on these things to make it of of substance. Um, but my plan is to not um, sorry to go on man my plan is to fucking not put it on Amazon it's to kind of put it on uh, to, to try and buy 100 copies locally for like a local publisher or something and then just have them here I would then sign them and then sell them through the website because I would I would have bought them instead of having it through Amazon because I mean again it's just trying to make it as independent as possible and try to steer away because the mechanics are there to be the same level as these fucking people that are taking our 20% every time they're fucking printing their shit you know what I mean? We can do that. You know, you just have to put in enough effort, time and, and vision and then you'll be able to manage it. So so that's the plan. Get that printed off. Have it uh, finished for the end of December. Um, and then after that, then it'll be full steam ahead with the Donny movie. Maybe throw in a couch skit or whatever is that's going on because that'll be like 10, 11 months or whatever until Christmas next year. Christmas next year will be when the Donny movie's getting released. Excellent, excellent, man. A lot of fucking work, but it sounds like you are motivated. You are more than capable. Um, so yeah, very much looking forward to seeing uh how things come together. Um, and yeah, I think it's it's great that again you're you're expanding out into other mediums and and just always, you know, nice playing. I think as you described before in the psychological sense, it is you're being playful with life, and I think that is. Hopefully one of the things uh, my audience takes away because it's something else I say I'll take away from our conversations every time. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate you, brother. I'll uh, I'll let you go. I'll do some housekeeping and uh, yeah, we will touch base soon. Nice one, man. That sounds good. Yeah, man. It's uh, been a pleasure as always, brother. I'll include links uh, to various things below, uh, website where people can subscribe, your Instagram and podcast links. Uh, but yeah. Again, thank you very much for taking the time, brother. It has been a pleasure. Really enjoyed it, Simple. Thanks, man. No worries. All right. Take it easy, brother. Peace and love. Well, there you go, folks. Despite a, a very rocky start there, um, <laughs> that was a very good fucking recording. I enjoyed the conversation. As always, great to have Connor on and to catch up with what he's been up to. Uh, insatiable appetite for his work, that man. He just continues to produce thing after thing after thing. It's, uh, yeah impressive to see and uh as i said toward the end there uh, it's an inspiring i find for me personally i hope that you guys took something from that as well um yeah if nothing else that you want to go see the Canaman movie shameless fucking spoilers uh spoilers uh promotion uh we do apologize about quite a lot of the spoilers uh i do still think the overall movie is definitely worth your time definitely worth the 10 pound subscription um yeah, this is not a paid advertisement. This is just my my love and respect for Connor. So I'm just I'm promoting the movie because I think he does uh, he does good work, and his his passion always shows through. So yeah, support local people. Uh, local people support. This is local stuff for local people. Um, <laughs> uh, support like uh, community creators, you know, and people within the culture. I think it's it's important to produce our own content, produce our own art, produce our own literature, produce our own uh, representation of our voices, of our lived and live, living experience uh, within cannabis culture, drug culture, alternative counterculture in general. Um, 
So yeah, all power to him. Uh, yeah, I think we did quite well there. We touched on the majority of things that I wanted to discuss there. I actually got a couple of article ideas out of him for free. So appreciate that as well. Uh, Connor, uh, yeah, check out the website below, the Canaman website below. Check out the Canaman TV podcast as well. Some uh, really good guests that he's had on in the past and some great guests he will no doubt have on in the future. Um, yeah, £10 subscription on the website for all of his history of content. <clears throat> And everything that you will get moving forward as well, uh, he'll produce moving forward as well. You will get, I think, is yeah, a bargain, absolute fucking bargain. Check it out on the next below. Uh, all right, some exciting news, folks. The Simple Life website is back, or at least one of the domains. The .com is now the dominant domain and set up. I'm still struggling to get the .co.uk back right now, but we're gonna keep fucking fighting and figuring that one out with the various uh, organizations who are involved having lost it on the registrar, which doesn't make any fucking sense to me, but whatever uh yeah so check out the website i've uploaded uh previous weird world uh articles that have been missing from this year i'm working on some other content at the minute but as connor uh continues to persistently remind me i need to be focusing on this podcast and on writing a book which is what i am outlining at the minute so i don't think i'm quite as proficient or as efficient at producing uh literature as, as connor is with his written work uh so yeah, it might take me a minute, but I'm I'm working on something. I'm working on something. So yeah, check out the website for all content, uh, previous, not all previous content, but a good selection of my previous content. Uh, check us out on all social media platforms at The Simple Life. Uh, if you really enjoyed this podcast, please do give us a like, share, a subscribe, a rating, whatever it is on your platform. I would greatly appreciate any interactions as it helps uh, me get around the wee shadow bands that I have for the, the terminology and the language that I use um which yeah allows me to bring more content to you fine folks if you really really enjoyed this do check us out on patreon.com forward slash the simple life where you can help contribute uh for less than a cup of coffee a month to keeping the lights on, on this little project and ensuring that we keep bringing you these wonderful guests week after week uh we'll be back next week with somebody i don't know be awesome you'll love it i'll love it it'd be great all right be wonderful to each other peace and love folks see you next week So, folks, yeah, today's guest is our third time. Uh, is it rather? See, fucked it up already. Jesus Christ. Um, That's good. We'll be in the outtake. We'll stick us in the outtake at the end. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. This is what happens when we end up chatting for like an hour before I start recording. <laughs>